Welcome to the Next Dimension Podcast, your portal to an extended reality. Every week we talk about the hottest topics in XR and let you join the discussion live on MRTV. And now, get ready for another exciting episode coming up. Hi, welcome to Season 2, Episode 13 of the Next Dimension Podcast, your podcast that is all about VR and AR. And I'm so, so looking forward to this episode. And one reason is that Anthony, Anthony's back. Anthony, how are you doing? I'm doing good. What is going on? Really, really looking forward to, yeah, to catch up with you and find out everything that happened and what you think about all these exciting topics. Also with us today... Tatiana from Disco VR. Tatiana, how are you doing today? I'm doing really well. Uh, it's been really busy, so I'm so excited to be here tonight because we have so much to talk about. Oh, yes. We have so many exciting topics. And when we uh, talked before the show, we didn't even know where to start. <laughs> so it's going to be really interesting. And also here with us, Steve, VR Flight Sim Guy. Steve, how are you doing? I'm very well. I'm just a bit concerned, uh, Sebastian. The chat doesn't seem to be working. The yeah, I, I also know. I, I have no idea what's the matter. Are we online right now on YouTube? Can anybody uh, confirm I presume that? so. I think we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I believe. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah, I also don't see the chat here in Restream. Probably there's a problem with it. Anyways, probably we can simply open our phones and, and check out the chat there. So, yeah, hopefully this can work. Hopefully we are live right now. <laughs> definitely live. We just definitely the chat isn't working. Yeah? Okay. Mm. Is the chat working on YouTube then? Can people say something there? Yeah. Anyways, yeah. We, we're going to find out. We're going to find out what is going on here with YouTube and so on and so forth. Anyways, we're still going to follow through with our show, of course. And yeah, my name is Sebastian Ang. I am the founder of MRTV and I'm the host of the Next Dimension podcast. For all of you who don't know this podcast yet, this podcast, as I mentioned, is all about VR and AR. And we are live every Saturday at 9 p.m. Berlin, 8 p.m. in London, noon in San Francisco, and 3 p.m. in New York City. And you can listen to us also because this is also an audio podcast. And you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google, Alexa, and anywhere where you can find good podcasts. And if you enjoy this show, then we would be very glad and happy if you could simply give us a review. Then more people can find this podcast. So simply open the podcast app on your iDevice Find the Next Dimension podcast right now. That would be amazing. And give us a five-star review if you enjoy our show. Yep. So today's show, we have two big topics, two big events happened last week. One was the Pimax event. And I'm still a bit in shock about what they showed us there. It seemed like unbelievable, the, the device that they showed us, the Pimax 2K QLED like the device of every VR enthusiast's dreams. And we are going to dig deep into that, and we're going to talk about it and find out what our thoughts are and if we believe they can actually make it happen. They want to come out with this next year in Q4. Then, of course, obviously, we're going to talk about Facebook Connect. And, well, probably this was the, the last Facebook 
Connect ever. Probably next year is going to, going to be called Meta Connect. Who knows? We're going to find out <laughs> next year. So lots of things, obviously, to talk about for Facebook Connect. The name change, Oculus is dead. The Oculus brand is dead, which wow, which was kind of surprising, probably for some, probably for some not. So this is going to be interesting. We're going to talk about the whole metaverse thing. It seems like this is a big thing now. This whole metaverse. I know Anthony has opinions <laughs> that he wants to let us know about. And well, yeah, Project Cambria, the Quest Pro, um, the forced Facebook login. Not there anymore. Lots of exciting things to talk about. And of course, Grand Theft Auto made for VR. Woo! This is going to be exciting. This is going to be really, really exciting. And uh, yeah, that's what we're going to talk about. The chat function is disabled on YouTube, says Lost in VR. Like in general or what? It's so strange. Hmm. That is absolutely strange. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to. Maybe you can go into your YouTube I will, settings. I will. I will um, check it exactly. I will do it um, when you guys talk about your week. I will. I will secretly check it and find <laughs> out what to do. <laughs> yeah. So let's start with um, Anthony. Anthony, how are you doing? Tell us about <laughs> what you had been doing in VR. Did you do anything in VR? Just uh, we would like to catch up with you. How are you doing? Yeah, so, I mean, it's been a weird reality for me over the last, like, four, five, six months, possibly. Um, just a very strange time in my life. And I've kind of, like, for a while, I fell out of VR and just kind of, it was almost like I just walked away from VR and I stopped paying attention to all the daily news and all that. It, I kind of have done what a lot of YouTubers probably dream about doing, which is to just walk away from their whole YouTube thing because the freedom of like not having to prepare for this or that, or I got to try this game, I got to do that game. And then I was, I was also working on like VR 365 and stuff. And I've kind of, you know, I stopped doing anything with that. And I just basically like fell off the face of the earth mm -hmm. as far as VR is concerned for a number of months and I kind of got to th see things from the outside, which I think is probably kind of good in a way. And more recently, I've gotten back into VR and I've been firing up my quest. I recently, you want to talk about like what's new in my VR world? Well, I sold my Oculus CV1 finally. So I've moved to a new place and I had four different Oculus CV1 sensors and I never bothered to like, oh, I'm going to hook up this sensor over here and this sensor over there. And like, I wasn't even playing PC VR this entire time that I've been living here for, for a couple of months, played no PC VR whatsoever. But I sold my CV1 and I'm like, uh, let me use my Quest 2 with AirLink. Never tried that out. I finally wow. tried that out. I was playing Boneworks and stuff and it works pretty damn good. I mean, everything is kind of like filtered through a Vaseline haze a little bit. And that's probably something to do with my streaming scenario, but it works okay. And I'm trying to get back into VR and hey, there is a hell of a lot going on in the VR world. Uh, there's a lot more excitement now. And uh, so I think things are getting a lot better. I don't know if I'm gonna be like fully back as Mr. VR guy, but I'm starting to like dip my toes in these VR waters once again. 
Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah, great to That's have you back. Tonight. Great to have you back. Okay, try people on, on the interwebs, try now to comment on YouTube. It should work now. For some reason, this stream was set as for kids. <laughs> so ah, nobody, yeah. <laughs> nobody could comment. So now oh, you can it, comment, comment again? Yeah, it looks like it works. Okay, uh, great. I can see the chat now. Perfect. So, so people, people who are watching right now, you can yes. Yay, hey, Ooh, we are back. Hello there. <laughs> Hello, <unmuted>. world. <laughs> oh, it's good to get the communication flowing again. It's yes. Weird. Without the chat, I felt like it was on our own. For yeah, ex- ex- exactly. Just make sure right? how important it is for you guys to uh, comment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, good, good. Great, Anthony. Great to have you back. And obviously, we're, we're so glad to have you back on the show. And if you have more time again on Saturdays at noon in, in uh, California, you're very welcome to join us, obviously. Yeah, every time there's a giant game-breaking uh, industry-changing news, <laughs> I'm going to jump on the show. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. You know, missed, it's interesting. It's interesting you. how you said. Oh, I'm sorry, Sebastian. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. No, no, it's okay. Go ahead. I was just so excited to kind of uh, jump in when uh, Anthony said that a lot of YouTubers are dreaming about stepping away from the channel <laughs> into the freedom, and I don't know how you feel about it, guys. I don't uh, know well. if I would want to like step away, but I definitely wish that I got back to the state where I only play VR when I actually want to play (laughs) (laughs) or only the games I want. I love trying these different games, but the sense of obligation sometimes ruins it for me. And I think that it's nice. And I think that it should be normalized to get this detox weeks for YouTubers where they just, you know, have a break just do whatever they want if it's vr cool if it's not it's also fine so i think it's really great that you got to do that anthony and we are obviously very happy to have you back exactly yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah i agree with what um titiana said but like for me like i really don't follow all of like every single topic that i should probably do in order to pick up more subscribers but I, i simply cannot just do everything that is now like the hype i know like there's some topics uh, all the all the vr youtubers jump on it right and everybody has to make a video at that time so for me i see it more relaxed now so i I really take the things that that i love and that i'm excited about and then i'll make a video about it for me that's that's more relaxed (laughs) for the past two days no no you can't exactly the past two days i've just done nothing but flying in vr with no recording at all oh yeah that's good for me it's so important to hold on to that passion because if i lose that passion people are going to notice it anyway exactly i think it's the same for me so yeah exactly yeah cool anthony who do you select now to talk about the week from us three you can select one. Um, how about Tatiana? Because I haven't I haven't seen her in a while. I've accidentally tuned into some of your guys' shows. Why only what, accidentally? Well, just because <laughs> I was out of VR and like I would I was going on to YouTube for something else, and I saw a Next Dimension podcast in, live in action. I saw the one with Matteo and oh, yeah, right. and Gary. That, that was a good and, one. Yeah, I like. Yeah, Matteo did a great job. Much love to Matteo out there. Yeah, he did. Yeah, Tatiana, yeah. tell us about your last weeks. Oh, wow. There's so much has been going on in the VR scene, especially compared to like really, uh, you know, emptiness and void of VR during the summer and September. It's all compensating and I'm really feeling overwhelmed with everything that I feel like I need to do and I need to be covering back to the, you know, this idea that YouTubers are supposed to 
cover everything and be on top of everything VR related. So I did try to do something that's just for, you know, the enjoyment and the euphoria of being in VR so that it doesn't turn into something that you have to do, right? We yeah. all started our channels because we're passionate about it, not because we we needed a job or something. Right, it right. all stems from passion. So I tried a few games that, uh, I mean, I, I, I will still talk about them on my channel, but they might not be like the mainstream games. Like, for example, I did not actually cover Resident Evil 4. I'm probably mm. one of the very few YouTubers who didn't. Yeah, yeah what's going on? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, here's the thing. It probably would bring so many views and hype because this is a scary game. This is a AAA title and people right. want to see what it's like. People know the, the name. They probably want to see me scream when I play it because <laughs> it's scary. But I know it's it's good. As a, you know, the genre of the game is great. I watched my brother play it. I haven't actually played it myself, but I know that when I make that video, I will just be making that for a video. I don't think that I would be doing it for my own pleasure and enjoyment because I'm not into that genre. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to go into the path of making videos that I know I'm only doing them because this is the hype and this is what people do and this is what's going to bring views and maybe that would be a smart move for the channel. But I, every time I would like find myself, okay, I need to record this, I need to play this. I felt stressed out yeah. and like this sense of <laughs> obligation. Sense. And I'm like, maybe I can, you know, maybe I'll do it later. Maybe not right now. There's so much going on besides Resident Evil in my life and not just in YouTube. And, and why would I do it if, if that would be fake excitement about it, I guess, because in reality, I feel overwhelmed and not really feeling like I want to play the title, if that makes any sense. Th that makes 100% sense. And I really, um, I think that's a good, that's a good point of view. Like you, you yeah. could have made uh, the, the 20th, there is an evil is awesome <laughs> video. Yeah, okay. But it's, uh, yeah, it's boring. <laughs> in my opinion, <laughs> in my personal boring. opinion. I could it's make like, like four or five videos of them. I mean, like people yeah. put like full game throughs because they know that they're going to be watched. And again, it's probably a very smart move for the channel because okay. it's You're right. That would right be now. good. You're right. For, for the channel, it might be good. But probably, I mean, you want to do this on the long run, right? So it's I mean, I don't, sometimes I don't know. I, yes. For the <laughs> channel, you got no. Here's what you need to do, Tatiana. You Just play Resident, <laughs> play do Resident Evil 4 <laughs> in a haunted house tomorrow night. Yes. And film it, stream it live. Alone. I like it. I like it. Exactly. To do something special, right? I like it. That yeah, won't be stressful at all. Yes. <laughs> no, I no, no, have no. to call the ambulance afterwards <laughs> at all. But still, right. I, I, I will play it. But when when the time is right for me, like when I was just not the right time, probably. I like um, it. But I heard I it's awesome. Play, yeah. Well, like, like for real. <laughs> like I heard it's really awesome. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, really. Like, uh, I'm sure that it's true. Um, yeah, really. I, I totally agree. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't jump on that hype train. I'm totally okay with that because there's just way too many things going on. And, you know, some things, some, some battles you win, some battles you lose. So it's, it's okay. <laughs> um, I did try a couple of other, like maybe smaller titles just because I felt like I needed a little bit of VR for my own health. And I've been trying like more workout apps. So I tried Supernatural before. I tried Fit XR finally. Oh, okay. And 
those are, I mean, subscription-based games are never our favorite. And so I was super excited that actually a new um, workout app, VR app, has just been released. That is a pretty solid competitor for just a one-time fee. And What's the game the is called uh, Power Beats VR. I think ah. it's on App Labs and SideQuest for now. I think that they have all it takes to actually end up being on the um, uh, main store. And what I love about this game, again, I already have like, I will make a video about it, but I'm going to hype it up just a little bit here because I'm super excited about it. Uh, in With Power Beats VR, it actually has this AI engine that helps it, like you can, you can upload your songs in that game. Ah, uh, that's great. And it has this AI engine that maps the so to the songs because it can detect the beats per second perfect and generate the maps that are pretty good you like have it. a lot of control over the maps like the difficulty the squats how many like times you punch and uh like the obstacles so just the the level of customization is pretty insane in that game and like there's a lot of other different different things but i i was really like <laughs> aching after working out in that and it just cost i think twenty dollars uh -huh. and that's it and you don't have to pay a monthly fee of 10 or 15 or 20 dollars and you get this amazing workout that uh you know you can create your own playlists i think that's fantastic and that's maybe what we needed in the in the vr workout scene so i'm really looking forward to talking more about it you know on my channel a little bit later on cool so yeah I think I'll stop here. There's so much. There's so much to talk about. Of course, followed all the news. It's been so overwhelming with all the headsets, and then right. the Facebook event yesterday. So, yeah, it's just busy, busy with with all of that. But happy to be here to discuss. Great, all of these great, things. great to have you. And Nordy YouTube just says it's part of Vivepod Infinity. Exactly, Powerbeats VR. So if you have Vivepod mm -hmm. Infinity, you can actually play it. And I was thinking like, hey. I played that game on Viveport, and yes, I did. Mm. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, great. Okay. Did you like it? I, I liked it. I absolutely liked it. It was good. And um, for the songs, you you don't you don't get um, like on YouTube you don't get the strike for the songs, so you can just play it and m make videos of it. It's cool. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Tatiana, who's next? Is it VR Flight Sim guy or is it me? Uh, it's going to be you, Sebastian. Okay, great. <laughs> Yeah, so I was in Paris. <laughs> that was really great. So obviously, last week you you saw me there with Gary, and we did the podcast live from the Lynx offices, where we had just checked out the Lynx, the Lynx mixed reality headset. And well, you can find out all about it on my channel. You can uh, listen to the last week's episode. It was really interesting. It was exciting. It was so cool to meet Gary there in person. Here, Gary from Immersed Robots and from this podcast. So always fantastic to meet people in reality again, right? We have just seen each other on, uh, yeah, on the screen for such a long time. So it was so good to meet at such a cool location with Gary in, in real and have a real beer, have overpriced alcohol at the Champs-Élysées <laughs> in Paris. <laughs> it was great. It was fantastic. And then also like checking out the links and getting this here as a souvenir, the lens, the, the crazy lens. Mm -hmm. And it was so good. That was really good. And 
I was pleasantly surprised by the headset itself as well. It works as advertised. Mixed reality is incredible. It's so nice to see your surrounding through this color pass-through and then to have some virtual things embedded into your reality. Yeah, basically the, the same thing that also the Project Cambria is going to do next year from, from Facebook, but now already. So that was, that was so cool and uh, yeah, simply great again to go out and meet someone. Yeah, meet someone in reality and just go to a cool city like Paris. Fantastic. So that was really, really good. Then I did a video about the Pimax event, and obviously we're going to talk about this in a moment. I simply wanted to summarize <laughs> everything that was happening in that, I think, one hour long stream from Pimax, and then my summary was like one and a half hours. <laughs> so longer <laughs> so longer than the original than the original thing. And <laughs> but the great thing was, so I summarized the whole thing probably in, in half an hour. But then Kevin Henderson, the COO of Pimax, was in the chat. And I just asked him, Hey Kevin, would you like to come on for an interview? And I, I simply sent him that link here for restream to join. And he came onto the show, which was awesome. so cool. This was really, really cool. Completely spontaneous, completely unplanned. And then we talked one hour about the Pimax 2K QLED. And it was so interesting because we all had so many questions about the device, right? We were all like completely, um, completely awestruck by this device since it's basically uh, the device that every VR enthusiast is dreaming about. And we had so many questions. And then directly I could, I could ask those questions to Kevin. And yeah, that was incredible. That was really, really cool. Other than that, I did uh, work behind the scenes. And uh, yeah, I can tell you, I, I am now at the moment checking out the HTC Vive Flow. I have it already at the MOTV headquarters. So I'm checking it out right now to in order to make a review for it. It's like embargoed until the 2nd of November. So checking out right now. Cannot publicly talk about it. But if you want to see my first impressions, you can do so on my Patreon, <laughs> mrtvelite.com. There you can see... My, my very first impressions already, if you want to. So, yeah, that was that. And then I also have lots of private things going on right now. So I, I was busy. <laughs> I was really busy. So that was, that, was my, that was my week. And now we're going to find out about Steve. How was your week? Yeah, it's been really good. I mean, I've had a, a week off work, which I could have timed it perfectly with uh, all the VR news happening. Mm. Um, it's been a very, very interesting week for sure. Um, but really, actually, funny enough, um, most of the week I've been doing just one thing, and you probably know what that's going to be. <laughs> you <laughs> like, played uh, the arrow? Or? Yes, basically. <laughs> my intention was I even bought um, a Lone Echo 2, uh, one of my subscribers, by the way, I don't know if you're watching this, actually bought uh, me Lone Echo, the original one, which was so kind of him. So thank you for that. So I've got the full series now. I'm looking forward to playing that. And Resident Evil, I bought that for the Quest 2, and I was really looking forward to uh, to trying out, you know, the, the, what it's like. Even though it's a port, it's not a, a true sort of ground-up VR experience in terms of anything really exciting. But for me personally, I've never... Uh, 
you know, played any Resident Evil uh, title. So it'd be interesting from someone, from my perspective, playing it on the perfect. quest. Yeah, that's perfect. So uh, hopefully I'll be able to give my impressions next time. But I haven't played it, I haven't installed it yet either because I've been <laughs> using the Vario Aero. Basically, any chance I've got to play, you know, to, to, to use VR, I've just been using that headset, if I'm honest. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been Do you a like very it? cool time. Do I like it? Oh my God, it's, it's, it's a wet dream for us flight simmers. And um, I do think it's really important to point out something. That headset is not, I'm pointing, you can't see it because I've got this background on, but that headset is not to be played. Uh, <laughs> you know, you don't you don't buy it to play Beat Saber with, okay? It's, but you it's can. Not, I played Beat Saber Of course, with you, you can and play I kind of, I kind of enjoyed you, it. <laughs> you can absolutely play Beat Saber with it, but it's not designed for that at all. It is a professional-grade headset for... Um, you know, very specific uh, types of experiences, particularly for flight simulations and race sims. Of course, it can be a gaming headset, but I don't know whether I would pick that up purely as a gaming headset. I don't really see why anyone would do that personally when you've got the likes of the Quest 2, which is far more feature-rich, I suppose, for an incredibly cheap price. That is all about that display technology and you're paying a premium for that because there's nothing else out there that comes even close. And I don't think anything will for a very long time. I mean that, even the Pimax at 12K, I think that's very exciting, but it's not going to touch the Vario for pure uh, display clarity. If I'm wrong, brilliant, because that's great. But uh, I really can't (laughs) see that happening. But yeah, absolutely incredible. I've been, you know, I've been making sure that I've been, I've got loads of content coming of the Vario Aero. I've already put loads out, but I just wanted to spend this week using it for myself uh, because it's exactly what Anthony's been saying and you, in fact, all of you guys, it's important to kind of just switch off from YouTube sometimes and just enjoy VR for yourself because that's the whole point why we do this in the first place. So it's been really nice be able to really get to know the headset uh, in terms of its performance, um, what I can push with my computer, what, you know, what kind of frame rate I can get if I notch the uh, resolution down is it still decent you know messing around with the software all that kind of good stuff's coming on the channel the kind of geeky stuff and trying it in dcs world microsoft flight Simulator, of course you know explain all of the great ones and uh yeah testing it out it's been it, it's absolutely a dream come true for me it is absolutely an amazing headset for my particular purpose i know i'm a niche within a niche but for flight simulation if you've got the money to get it it is the best of the best Hey, is Steve. A for what? Go, go for it, Anthony. Go. <laughs> Tatiana, go ahead. Tatiana. I was just wondering if that's a loaner or did you, or did you, like, are you planning to keep it? Because you. Yeah, yeah. No, well, I'd love to keep it. It is a loan unit, but it's looking like I'll probably be keeping it a long term because I, one of the things about this headset is that I've been working with Vario a little bit, say working, not working for them at all. I'm just helping them with the software to help them bring it to, uh, you know, perform better in Microsoft Flight Simulator. So the OpenXR platform is hopefully going to get their motion smoothing technology very soon. Uh, and these it's, it's the software side of things because the thing is, you've got to understand, guys, um, the Vario Aero really is the, is, a, is a, you know, the Vario, they work for the likes of, you know, uh, commercial partners like Boeing, like Lockheed Martin, like the Finnish Air Force. The colors in that thing are like 99% accurate because, you know, it's, that headset and that display te- uh, technology is used to design cars. You know, so it has to be right. It has to be absolutely spot on in terms of its colors. Um, that's not so essential for a sort of more, 
you know, gaming focused headset. You know, colors are going to be great. Sometimes they're a bit overdone, like in the Vario Pro 2. Very nice colors, but they're too vivid. Uh, I've realized that now, now that I've got the Vario, those colors are beautifully natural. And it's those things that you get. But it's important to for Vario to understand what the consumers need as well. So uh, there's a few things I've mentioned to them, like we need a brightness sl uh, slider in the software. They, it, for them, they were unsure. They were like, well, do you really? But yeah, for, for consumer use, for gaming, um, we, we want that extra control, that kind of granular control for sort of, uh, you know, the color palette and that kind of stuff. So I've been kind of chatting to them about that to help them kind of understand what we really want. And I think it's because of that part uh, and, and the fact that, you know, I, I make no, I'm not going to uh, play this down. Me and Sebastian uh, were the two main people with the reason why Vario decided to do this in the first place. Um, so I'm very proud of that. I'm very proud that me and Sebastian was a part of that movement. It's a VR movement within the industry. It is. <laughs> yeah, it was really amazing because so many people liked and watched our videos about the device. The reaction and was absolutely incredible. The reaction was, was really good. Yeah, that was pretty amazing. One of my most viewed videos through the lens of the, of the Vario VR3. But I appreciate it's very expensive. It's incredibly expensive. And I think, if anything, this shows us where VR is heading. Um, you know, don't feel compelled to buy it. If, if it's too much money, it's fine. There's lots of other great headsets out there. The HP Reverb G2, I love that headset. I think for, for the price, uh, if you consider the clarity perspective, it is absolutely brilliant. And there's even a new version out of the G2, right? With, there is. With, with better tracking and stuff. I want to try this one out as well, of course. Hey, so, guys. Steve, yep. quick question. So on that headset, the resolution is like basically like 2880 by 2880, right? Pretty much. Yes. And uh, that yeah. resolution was in a headset that was out there in December of 2019 when Qualcomm had their, uh, their, their new prototype that they came out with. And Scott Stein from CNET, you know, he tried it out and everything. And, and they were talking about these... 2880 by 2880 saying that at that point that is when screen door is just a thing of the past like it is Agreed. gone Agreed and it is. but here's my question though so this vario is like two grand right but if these screens are now at a point where they're going to enter the mass market like these screens are a thing they were in that qualcomm prototype in 2019 they're in the vario these screens are out there. Somebody is mass producing these screens, which what that tells me is that in the year 2022, we're going to get a headset from maybe Hewlett Packard or, you know, somebody there, there'll be some, somebody's yes. going to step up and deliver right. one of these headsets. I hope now, so. yeah. They're not going to have the advanced optics though. And I'm wondering how big of a say, difference that's going to yeah, be. This is, this is the point. It, this, the point it's yeah. very cleansed design that makes all the difference. And I don't know, Sebastian, you might be able to put a light, shed a little more light onto this, but I presume aspheric lenses are a lot more money to make than normal Fresnel lenses. Uh, but also, it's not just about that. You've got to know how to use them in software. You know, if you just stick aspheric lenses on a Revo G2, it's going to it's going to be amazing clarity-wise, but you're going to get so much distortion, it's not yeah. going to be correct. You've got to have the software know-how. And you're also... With the Aero, it's all about that Vario-based software. It, it, the optimizations in that mean, and this is people have been asking me this for ages. I haven't done a video yet on it, but I intend to. In terms of performance, I'm getting the same performance with the Vario Aero than I am with the G2, and that's simply because of the software. Same. Yeah, it's superb, and that's the kind of thing you're you're you know you're buying. It's not just 
that that resolution is only part of the story. It's also that auto IPD adjustment and the that the you know very important part of it. The colours and of course how that is displayed with those optics. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, think, I actually incredible. think that is really the point. Like the displays are amazing. That's one point. But when the optics, the lenses also fit them. Then it's when you get this okay. incredibly beautiful picture quality, right? And, and this kind of combination is just important. Like the Pro 2, the, the Vive Pro 2, for example, it has a fantastic panel, actually, with great colors and very high resolution. The re resolution of the Vive Pro 2 actually is also really high, 2,500 by 2,500. But the lenses are just yeah. not good. <laughs> the lenses <laughs> simply have these got rays, these double Fresnel stacked lenses. And wow, it, the, the difference between looking through the Pro 2 and looking through the Arrow, for example, is so huge. And the difference are simply the lenses, the clear lenses, the clear spheric lenses. And there's also, you know, with the micro LED displays, you were saying, Sebastian, one of your other videos as well, is that it's only a matter of time before Vario tap into oh, the they need LED to do this. technology. They need to do this. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll get incredibly true uh, lifelike black, deep colors. Yeah. Um, and then you've really got essentially the perfect headset, of, you know, for people who need that absolute clarity. And, you yeah. know, <laughs> I'm that guy in yeah. this particular instance. Uh, but it's still not perfect. In my opinion, they can still work on the FOV. The FOV is just yes. okay-ish. Yeah, not, not really great, honestly speaking. <laughs> it's okay. So, yeah, we need the Pimax 12K QLED. <laughs> That's going to be our first topic. Oh, hell topic. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so excited about that. But anyway, sorry, we kind of gone on a tangent here, really. But, yeah. Are you finished yeah. with your week, Steve? Or I, I best stop there, really. But yeah, basically... <laughs> Yeah, that's about what I've been up to this week. <laughs> okay, great. We have 220 people watching this stream, by the way. Hello, 220 people. Cool. That's amazing. That's a great number. And of course, you could still share this on Twitter, for example. And then probably even we got, we're going to get a few more. Now, let's start with the first big event that happened. Pimax, the Pimax event, the Pimax Frontier event. And... I must honestly tell you, I went into that, that event and I didn't expect like world-changing things. I thought, okay, probably they're going to show us a new headset, like as in like always, everything the same, just a new display. <laughs> yeah, probably an 8KX with, I don't know, better FPS or better colors or whatever. And that was my expectation when I went in. Before the show, there were some rumors that there might be like a standalone headset from Pimax. And yeah, I thought probably this could actually happen, right? Why not? But then they completely shocked us all. <laughs> because first of all, in my opinion, the show itself was really good. Like the presentation, everything felt really professional, well done. In my opinion, this was the best Pimax announcement that I personally had ever watched. And basically it was like fan service for VR enthusiasts. They have announced the Pimax 12K QLED, the new Frontier um, line of headsets. And this device is basically the VR enthusiast's dream. So here you can see it. And this device is crazy. So what is it? <laughs> it is, it is I, it's going to be tough to, to bring everything, to summarize everything. Let me try. Let me try to, to Good look. Yeah. Just okay, another first, hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. So they said they don't want to do any compromises, right? So they, they want to put the best into this headset. So is it a standalone headset 
or is it a PCVR headset? Well, both, <laughs> both, right? So you can use this as a standalone headset and for the standalone mode, it has like an XR2 chipset, the chipset that we know from the Quest 2. And well, it's going to have like its own store, the Pimax store where you can buy yeah, games, mobile games, games that you can also buy on the Quest. And they are working right now on getting this store full until next year. If you do not want to use this as a standalone headset only, then you can also use this as a PC VR headset, either wired, just normally, like, like we would normally do with a wire, or with Ygig wirelessly. So <laughs> you can play your Half-Life Alyx wirelessly, but not over, over Wi-Fi, but over Ygig, which should allow for much better fidelity. So that is already interesting. So two things, standalone and PC VR. Then, then let's talk about the, the lenses. So also these are new lenses and in their, in their presentation, okay, there's no picture here on this, in this article. In their presentation, they asked, what do you want? Do you want Fresnel or do you want aspheric lenses mm -hmm. or like yes. Uh, like uh, yes exactly yes <laughs> the, 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 yes yes is the right answer Tatiana yes, yes. we because of of course we want to have the best of both worlds right because Fresnel lenses also have advantages as in there's less distortion as compared to to aspheric lenses but of course we also want the clarity of aspheric lenses. So they came up with a completely new type of lenses that they, which they call bionic lenses. And these bionic lenses, yeah, in the middle, they are, they are more clear. And in the peripheral area, they are Fresnel lenses with those concentric rings. And thanks to these new lenses, those compound lenses, they can even have a higher field of view then the current Pimax headsets, you know, the current Pimax headsets, they already have like a huge FOV, the biggest FOV on this planet Earth. But now, <laughs> but now they even have more. Now they have um, 200 degrees horizontal, 240 diagonal, and 135 vertical. And 135 vertical, that's basically the human um, field of view already. And for 200 um, degrees horizontal, that's just like 20 degrees shy of the human FOV. So nearly perfect. And also they say um, the problems of the current Pimax headsets are is the, the binocular overlap, the stereo overlap, which will help you to have like a more relaxed um, picture and, and a better 3D um, picture. And they say now this has a much better binocular overlap with 118 degrees. And for the old Pimax headsets, there was nowhere near. And in their presentation, they also said that they have completely done away with any kind of distortions. Wow, okay, <laughs> sign me up. Because honestly, that was like one of the problems of the Pimax headsets, especially on the large FOV, you had lots of distortions going on, the lenses were not ideal, and yeah, well, if the new Pimax Reality 12K QLED can make the, all of this go away, sign me friggin' up. <laughs> <laughs> of course, right? So, but anyways, we... I'm I'm still at the beginning of of this summary. Okay, probably it's going to be one hour again. <laughs> so, then lenses. But then of course, you also need a good display. And for the display, now they said 
they have a resolu they have 120 million subpixels as compared to the only 50 million subpixels of the 8KX, which had like 4K displays on every eye, right? So this has like a 6K display on every eye and super, super many uh, pixels, many subpixels. And for the um, technology, for the display technology, they also say, okay, you know what? We, we simply combine two great display technologies, which is QLED from Samsung. And that is, that is like uh, even better than OLED as, as far as the color accuracy is concerned. So super, super high um, quality as, as far as colors are concerned. And they also have the mini LED technology, whereas it's not only one huge display, uh, one huge light in the back of the display, which can be on or off. No, you can have like like um, zones, dimmable zones, and just if there is a ball in uh, or any object in in the, in the display, just this object will get backlight, and the rest, if it's black, there's no backlight. So this basically will help you to have like perfect OLED blacks. Everything put together into one headset. It has this, the 12K QLED. Okay, so that is that is pretty crazy. Um, right, right. So what else does this have? Then it also has eye tracking, of course, but not only eye tracking, it also has face tracking, um, mouth tracking, and body tracking. Everything, right? 11 cameras, mm -hmm. <laughs> everything, everything it has already. Unbelievable. <laughs> and um, Unbelievable. Yeah. It really Un is. Un it is kind of unbelievable. <laughs> it's like, okay, uh, what do you want as a VR enthusiast? Yeah, this. Okay, let's uh, let's make a headset out of it. <laughs> and then, uh, what, what we are not finished yet. We're not finished yet. Let's see what else can we find. Okay, <laughs> so IPD adjustment, automatic. So automatic. just like with... The, the arrow, just like with the Vario arrow, you put it on, your IPD gets measured, and boom! Automatically, the lenses will be put into place, and you have like a, like a huge range, uh, 57 to 50, 72 millimeters. Then, for tracking, it's inside-out tracking, so you, do, you don't need the base stations. But if you want the base stations, you can get the op optional SteamVR tracking add-on. Yeah, so you can what whatever you want, whatever you want, you can get it. It's it's Christmas, and it's it's everything together. It's it's unbelievable. So inside-out tracking. So uh, four cameras inside-out tracking with controllers. That um, reminded me and some other people <laughs> of the Oculus Touch controllers. So really interesting. Very interesting. Yep. Then, um, did I say everything? So, yeah, you have in-head strap speakers, but you can also have the, um, the speakers like in the bulb index, of course, if you want, right? Because we want everything. We have like three microphones. And I think the microphone is also like a noise cancellation microphone. Yeah, of course. Are you kidding me? Of course, of course. I think <laughs> they did. It's like three different three, microphones. Three different mics. Mm. Three different mics, right. Exactly. And um, yeah, so that. Then you can you have all kind of different modules. You can ex simply exchange the module by changing the faceplate, right? And uh, yeah, you can have the lighthouse cover for for lighthouse um, uh, tracking. The the batteries are hot swappable, right? Yeah. So you can just get them out, put the new battery 6, in. Six thousand milliamp as well. Six thousand milliamps, and even they have like a MR cover so for mixed reality. There's a cellular <coughs> cellular cellular cover for five G. 
Oh my God! It's it was a crazy, it was a crazy, crazy event. It was unbelievable. <laughs> oh yeah, and then they also come oh, up yes. with a Pimax VR station, a Pimax VR <sighs> station, which is basically uh, a, a mini computer. And with this mini computer, if you don't want to get into making your own gaming PC, you can simply buy that. It is pre-configured. It already has the Ygig module, and you can simply get your Half-Life Alex on. And of course, this is also portable, so you can bring this anywhere you want to go and simply play no idea what's in that but they said you can play pc vr games in a great way with that wirelessly so that's the pimax vr station some kind of um yeah like like a console like console gaming you don't have to worry everything's pre-configured and works together then still not the end still not the end uh, at the end of the show they came up with uh, one more thing oh we also have that focus display that the VR3 has with 70 PPD. You know, that's what the VR3 has. It has this context display, but they also have like another display which is being projected onto the main display and will, will give you a human resolution 70 pixel per degree. Oh my goodness. So that's something that the VR3 has from, from Vario, which costs like more than 3,000 euros. Yeah, that was euros. more of a concept, isn't it? Sort of in the future, no, future, yeah, but, future wasn't it? Yeah, well, <laughs> no, yeah, but if you watch the, the presentation, they said like, oh, one more thing. This here, here's what we have. And it's but, like Columbo, wasn't it? Turn around. Oh, by the yeah. way, one more thing. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Columbo, yeah, or Steve Jobs. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then, but this is, this is still not over, you know? Our... This 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 thing is still not over. So one one amazing thing. If you out there, if you buy a Pimax headset right now, like for example the 8KX, which costs thousand two hundred dollars um, without tax, then once this comes out next year, you can trade this in, and you'll get hundred percent of that price. Of the new device, so basically you get you get a twelve you get an eight KX for free now. I, I think it, have they changed that <laughs> since then? I think it's now a trading no. price, unless no. unless uh, unless a change to what? Change to what? Trading, so whatever you get second hand for it more than actual full price for eight KX, they're not going to be able to do that. Well, no well, uh, that's uh, what they're uh, saying. They're saying they you're going to get the full price. That's what they said. It's uh, that's crazy. You, can, you can see it. You'll on be the waiting Pimax. probably an extra year, though. That's yeah, the I thing. Think so like, too, you'll right? have to send it in and wait like another year. Like, uh, I don't know. But they say that they're going to prioritize current owners of Pimax. So they yeah, will try to make them get it faster. So yeah. the ones who already have it will get the probably new yes. one. Probably Sooner. yes, probably yes. Yeah, so the trade-in option. And yeah, when I had um, Kevin Henderson from Pimax there, he also he also said, yes, this is going to happen. If you buy this now, once the device is out, which they hope, or which they said is going to be Q4 2022, then you can totally trade it in. And they were not even sure if you actually have to send it back. They, they didn't even know. Probably you can keep it. <laughs> That's So they were not sure about this. Anyways, you will get the full price onto that new device when it, once it comes out. I think I have now summarized everything. <laughs> Did I forget anything? I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, Anthony, tell me your thoughts about the Pimax 12K QLED Dream device that's going to come out next year, Q4. Yeah, I mean, well, there's, there's good things to look at here. 
Um, number one, I think one of the best things is that when you have a company like this that keeps pushing the envelopes in extreme directions, I think it's good for the industry overall because I think when you raise the bar, even though this is like an outlier headset, that is not going to be a, a mainstream item. Um, but you do raise expectations overall. I think the the Vario, you know, that raises expectations. This raises expectations. Project Cambria is going to raise expectations. So it's always good to have uh, these companies reaching for the stars. This is going to have 11 cameras. Now, I know that the XR2 is capable of having seven simultaneous cameras. So I'm right. wondering if like, the XR2 is going to handle seven of those. And then like the other four are going to be controlled by some other microprocessors. I, I have a lot of questions about this thing, like the, the swappable battery pack. So if you're going to have hot swappability, then the actual headset itself should have a, a very small battery, exactly. an internal battery that right. will allow you to have like maybe one minute to actually do the swap. So like you're playing Fallout 4 VR or something like that and you don't wanna actually have to save your game or whatever and you can um, go get your other battery. Hot swappable batteries, like that's a dream, right? We've been we've been asking for this for a while because you put that, that weight in the back, It you already wanna have that weight in there anyways so might as well take advantage of that have this hot swappable battery feature that is incredible in, in terms of field of view like like one of the things that i'll stress i'm the type of person and, and i've never tried a super wide field of view headset but i believe that the immersion see i want to be in vr man and we're not in vr like right now we have this tunnel vision and you're just not there you don't feel there i feel like i'm in this room because I have all this periphery vision all over the place and it binds me into this room. And what I would love to see in the future is 200 degrees. So you can actually really just like feel like you're in a completely new place. And I'm willing for the visuals to drop dramatically. I'm talking going back to the stone ages, like playing PlayStation one level games, but having truly legit field of view and what else? Body tracking. Yes, this is the first headset that is featuring body tracking that we know of. Um, well, I mean, no, there, there might be some other headsets, but this is a headset that has been announced to feature built-in body tracking, down-facing, wide field of view cameras that are going to basically be tracking your skeletal frame and doing some inverse kinematics. They're going to have to have an algorithm. See, this is the thing. This is where like Meta has an advantage in this area from the standpoint of if Meta had their down facing cameras, they would have algorithms that would be trained off of machine learning and neural networks to predictively map your skeleton in a really good way. Now, is Pimax going to have good software in that department? It's doubtful, but at least they're, they're, you know, they're pushing the boundaries here. And the thing about the Pimax, ginormous headset, right? That looks like it's going to weigh three pounds and it sticks far off your head. So what better headset to have down facing cameras at the, you know, at the edge? I mean, it's such a ginormous thing in the first place, right? And it's sticking out so far. So they're out enough inches to actually angle them down and cover your entire body. 
So, you know, eye tracking with Toby Belton. So Toby is finally getting into these headsets now. You know, this is like Toby was into this whole thing for a while. Now they're finally squeezing their way into certain headsets, right? But this is where the rubber meets the road because foveated rendering, this is one thing I've always said about foveated rendering. Prove it to me. Prove it to me with foveated rendering. I'm not buying any of the foveated rendering talk. Um, even John Carmack, I did a tweet one time I was talking about foveated rendering and somebody came back at me and I was like, I don't know, ask John Carmack. And then John Carmack jumped into the tweet too. And he also said that the benefits that you get with foveated rendering, it's like, it's this panacea. People see it as this panacea that the foveated rendering is going to help all of us because how are we going to run this thing? Do we got a quantum computer that we just got from IBM, one of the leaders in quantum computing, even though a lot of people don't know about that? Um, you know, how, how are you going to run this thing? Okay, well, fo foveated rendering is going to save the world, right? But I don't believe, like, I believe when you get in there and you see the foveated rendering, I'm going to notice it. I'm going to no, notice the herky-jerkiness. Okay, no, well, we'll see. So. We'll I have see. I've tried foveated rendering on one of these Qualcomm headsets, right, on, on these reference designs, and it, it, you can really not see it because, well, it works. When you look somewhere, this part is, um, like, sharp and your peripheral vision, it doesn't matter so much. It's true, it works. Yeah. Anyways, um, Anthony, do you believe that Pimax can pull it off? This is uh, this is the main question. So I agree with you. It's amazing that they are pushing it to the limits right now. And that's that's exactly the headset that many of us want, right? The question is just, will they be able to pull it off? Yeah, I mean, I think if they can get half of these things in the final version it's still pushing a hell of a lot of boundaries. Just the 200 degree FOV and, and like full vertical, full vertical. So, I mean, this this is one of these things like, I'm not gonna go buy a Pimax. See, this is the other thing. My other complaint is none of this stuff really jazzes me up. Now, Project Cambria jazzes me up because there's the possibility that like mass market people can adopt it. There's no possibility of mass market people adopting this oh. $2,400, by the way. I totally forgot to say it. $2,400 yeah. this device. Yeah. So it's hard for me to get super hyped in it because then also, too, it's like, what about games on this thing? Okay. I know games are naturally going to get that benefit of the wider FOV. But one of the things I think of is like, if you look at the world of television, when we first got high definition way back in the early 2000s, we were living in a world where all the cameras were four three and then you get you get this wide you get this high definition thing and like they couldn't do anything with the sides and and what i relate to that is in the world of games like games are being designed in vr with a field of view of like 105 degrees in mind so they're not doing these things on these outer edges to take advantage of all this I've never tried a Pimax, so I don't know how much of a benefit you get regardless no, of that. It does work. It works. It sure, yeah. it works. But like, don't you think if like this was a standard, like if Oculus had a 200 degree headset and they're like, this is the new effing standard, then when the developers are actually developing the game, like they're thinking of your entire visual field of what they can do. And right now they're more focused on this. So you got this huge area. But yeah. the real focus is here. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I'd love to try one out at like a VR arcade if those things ever existed again.
Yeah, right, right. Or you need to come to good old Germany, <laughs> go to the MRTV headquarter to try exactly. it all out. Exactly. Yeah. I was quite surprised. I went to the coast the day. I'm only like half an hour away from the coast, and there's now a VR arcade there. Okay, so I thought, that's, that's really cool. So, yeah. They're coming back. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was really good to see that. <laughs> Tatiana, what are your thoughts about this device, the 12K QLED? And uh, when you watched the, the event, what were your thoughts in general? Huge suspicions and mistrust to everything they were saying because they were saying exactly what literally every VR enthusiast in the world wanted to hear. Yeah, in and a very bold manner, right? In <laughs> like a the presentation was like, okay, here's this. Here's this. And I would, yeah, and I would understand if they were this bold and confident if they were releasing it in a month. So we would actually, you know, okay, here it is. Like you will have it, pre order, whatever. A year, a full year ahead of its release. And to promise all of that to really hype up people about it, $2,400 headset that doesn't really as far as i'm concerned doesn't really exist yet right um we might see a prototype in january at that conference but then again i mean we'll have to wait and see what what it, what it shows but really like it's exactly that it's like they cramped this is actually what i say in, in the video on my channel about it because obviously like i had to like rant about it a little bit and tell my thoughts and i it's just full of full of suspicions <laughs> mixed with excitement because I'm, I'm a human person. I, I'm fond of VR very much. So I really want this all to be true, but we really need to, you know, keep companies accountable for these promises and not jump on the hype ship of being super excited about something that we, we like hearing about. Uh, so I don't know. I just felt like it sounds so good in every possible way so it's like you Sounds put too good to be true right look you put all the biggest vr enthusiasts in the world in the same room and you tell them <laughs> design a headset for us what do you want to see and they're like i want a human ifov i want it to be a, a psvr P pc vr but also a standalone so all of these dream kind of uh uh, uh versions of the headset and all included into one when it was most importantly, without having to uh, make any compromises. So when we when you have an amazing headset, and like Vario, for example, Aero, you tried it. You know, you know how amazing it is with the with the graphics, with the um, you know. I'm not going to like put the words in your mouth, but but you also saw that there are some things that could be improved, like FOV. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's good, absolutely. but it's not great. I think it's, it's okay. you know, a small thing, right? It doesn't have like a built-in mic, I think. Isn't right. that the thing? That's the, yeah. You know, yeah. like... Mm, exactly. It's, it's, it's here. For a gamer, a, a casual gamer, I don't think this is really meant for them. It's weird, right? It, it's not... You wouldn't even think that it's something so complicated to do. It's but a it, weird it's headset okay. for people like me who's weird. They probably like later <laughs> thought, oh my God, we forgot the friggin' mic. It's too late now, bro. <laughs> uh, so, like, things like that. And... Obviously, this is true for every headset that exists. There are some things that are great, but there are also some things like, well, we didn't have finances for that. Like we couldn't cover it because that would really drive the cost high or like these technologies like unavailable or something like that. Here, it's like you literally get to have everything and it costs $2,400, which is really not that high for everything they offer, I think. 
Like and you get the Palm AKX basically for free. Now. And yeah. I, didn't even, yeah, I didn't even get to it. Like, yeah, that's get to the that, next yeah. point. But like, <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry. So you get all this for, but yeah, it's important. It's important. Um, for an average consumer, it's expensive. But even with Vario, like the whole internet is, and you guys are like, well, this is like the best experience for, it's amazing. for really quality VR, VR you know, gaming, like sims, sims, flight sims and racing and all of that. But this is great. But it's also not perfect. And you, I think there's still some distortion. And then yes, these guys at Primax right. said, we don't even know how to have any distortions. <laughs> so we got to be better in every single way than already the best headset. And we're only going to be $400 more expensive. And we'll have more than that. So, I mean, if you think about it critically, just a little bit, it's enough to kind of have these doubts. And I understand that a lot of people will just want to believe that it's going to be true. And I really hope that it is. Um, but I think that there are going to be changes to some of the statements that they have done during this presentation simply because they've done it so early. Mm -hmm. It's still mm -hmm. going to be this release and they will, I think that they might be changing some things either to um, how much this hats is going to cost, which I, I don't know. If they're really going to be this trade and offer, how are they going to fund it? That's if there are already question. people who own it, and now, this is my second point, is that saying, look, we're going to have this amazing headset and you will get it for even cheaper if you buy our current generation of a headset right now. Mm -hmm. So go ahead and get it. Isn't this like a superb marketing move for people to it go is. ahead and buy? And some people do that. I, I can tell it from my German community. Some people say, well, you know what? I, I'm just going to buy the AKX now. I'm not going to buy the Arrow. Because hey, look, look, I can upgrade to this dream thing next year for only thousand. Just a little bit. Yeah. How many people will actually go ahead and purchase this current generation? It's already been here for years, but just because they were fed the promise of this dream headset. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know, man. Like, That's there's really the kind point. of some strings attached to it. Will everybody? Is everybody going to be able to do it? Is it only the ones that are buying it like now? What about what about current owners? I think the, um, the, the strings are that it's not going to come out next year. That's the point. That's, yeah, if it's delayed a couple of months, yeah. it's a 2023 or product. Or and we're talking about a 2023 product in October of 2021. Yeah, they, exactly. They said fourth quarter of 2022, and that's why they pushed it all the way to the very end of 2022, because technically it's only next year. But practically, they will keep pushing it. And yeah, I agree. It's going to be 2023. And, and that's the track knows? record of Pimax. It took longer. The stuff took yeah. longer, always. Things are going to be changing, man. Like, I'm not, I hope not. But I think that there's going to be a lot of things that they will just overpromised. And some of the things they are not going to be capable of delivering either in due time or for the price that they have promise to their consumers and it's a very dangerous move right now to hype it up so much and to get people to buy their product and then i'm not saying that this is all a sham and they don't have a headset at all no 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 but they have i something, also but, don't say that exactly but but it's not it's just now it, it's going to be so easy to disappoint the consumers like way yeah. too easy like i'm actually been there concerned <laughs> about that <laughs> like, we have been there we have been there i don't know why i don't know why wouldn't they hype up a few things like 
why did they have to announce everything? Why didn't why couldn't they like mention a few of these things that keep revealing them as they go on? They and wanted to come big, in. baby. They came big. And they did come big. They wow, well, it was one of the most exciting VR events that I ever saw. <laughs> Steve, yeah. what are what are your thoughts about the Pimax 12? To be honest, we've the thing is we've we've all Anthony and Tatiana, we've we've spoken a lot about this already. So I don't know what more I can add to it, to be honest. Um, from from my point of view, I totally understand where you're coming from. But I, you know, Pimax are that crazy VR developer that we do need. We need them to innovate like they are, and I think that's a great thing. But if 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 you are worried about it, don't buy it. You know, let's see what happens. You know, it's, it'd be fun to sit on the fence and see how this comes out. If if you're not if you don't trust Pimax, and a lot of people don't, I understand that they've been burnt by them in the in the past then that's fine. You know, let's see what happens. It's just too early to tell, isn't it? The thing is with the Aero, it's a real product. It's 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 actually it's there. <laughs> it's, you've yeah. got it, Sebastian. It's yeah, going to be it, delivered. It here, yeah. yeah, in a couple of months as well, probably a bit more than that. But, you know, it's good. It, people have pre-ordered it. It's a the real table. <laughs> Everything's there. <laughs> Look at that. There it is. <laughs> it is. So, you know, if you've got any worries, this is for everybody in the chat, anybody who's Put worried about <laughs> or concerned about buying it and don't don't buy it that's kind of it really isn't it <laughs> just, just yeah. wait let's wait until what happens next year but how about the but how about the people that that believe really it's going to come out next year and that that, that are now because of that promise are buying the 8kx that they actually mm -hmm. probably wouldn't buy probably they want to buy the arrow instead right but now they think you know what This is way better than the Arrow. This is like the dream. And therefore, now yeah, wow. I go for the AKX, and then next year, it's not going to come out. And it, it's kind of not so nice, is it? Mm. It depends on where you're coming from. I would say any flight simmer out there, buy the Arrow because it's an aerospace industry headset. They are, it's used, as I've said before, for you know the air forces around the world, for God's sake. It's like the, to have a headset like that for us, geeky flight sim is, is the absolute dream come true. So from that point of view, absolutely buy the Aero. It's as simple as that for me. Um, I, I don't yeah, really... use it for a year and then you're still probably waiting for the other one. So you might <laughs> I, as well I, get I, a year If I'm honest, I don't, I don't think it's going to be ready this time next year. I really don't. I, don't, I think you'd be foolish to think otherwise. I But... do, however... When you know, I was watching that like like probably everybody else, and I've never been that excited about a you know, in a sort of a live stream announcement for VR for a very many you know many years, and you know whether it's smoke and mirrors, I can't say. I don't know. I I I'm not. I I, I don't think any of us can say for certain. But um, it was a very. I loved their presentation. I thought it was very bohemian. I thought it was very uh, different. It was out there. And it was exciting. It, it made me feel excited about VR again and where this possibly could go. And whether this is a concept or not, um, you know, the fact that this is the kind of thing that they're looking towards is like, very exciting. But if it was me and my own money, I wouldn't buy, I wouldn't be pre-ordering the 12K. I would not be doing that. I'd be going for the Aero. Um, and yeah, that's all I'm going to say on it, to be honest. Wait a minute, though. What about this? Like, let's say you never tried an Aero. And yeah. let's say you went to some, you went yeah. to some special thing where it was like the 12 KX line is right here, the arrow <laughs> line is right here. Oh, Which that's hard. You... 
Well, I, I don't know what the thing is. What I'm interested in is the fact that this bionic dis- display, they're mentioning aspheric lenses and for now. Now, straight away, if even if it's combined, it's not going to have the clarity, the edge-to-edge clarity of a, a specifically aspheric lens design uh, headset, I don't think. So, and how are you going to run 12K, even on a... A fifty ninety or whatever, you know, whatever headset, uh, sorry, whatever, whatever GPU is going to be out this time next year, it still will not be able to run twelve K. You may be foveated rendering, like Anthony said. You know, well, I disagree with what Anthony said in terms of foveated rendering is actually a savior for VR, but it's not in the sense that it has to be supported. You know, it has to be supported by each sim game that develops it. You know, so. It, like the like the Aero that has uh, favorited rendering, but Microsoft Flight Simulator doesn't use it and probably never will for many many years to come. So I can't see that being. I think I can see that being a problem performance wise as well. Mm-hmm. But if I yeah, I would I would choose the Aero personally, um, I, unless I manage to get to try one, of course, and then and then obviously yeah, that's different. See. But yeah, we'll see. We'll and Sebastian, see. you're going hey, to CES, yeah. right? Yeah, actually, uh, yeah, I have to plan things out now, but I really want to go there, of course, to check out that device because they have said, you know what, this is real. We're going to show a prototype at CES, and obviously I want to put it on my face, <laughs> and I want to check it out for you guys. So, yeah, I'm, pl- I'm going to plan the trip to to the United States of America and looking forward to be back there and yeah hopefully going to going to meet some of you at CES in Las Vegas have a just quick to say as well actually just about yeah. field of view again um absolutely right once you put a 8kx on that field of view is absolutely incredible and uh once you go back to any other headset it feels like you're looking through a pair absolutely, of toilet rolls absolutely. it just does and that's the same for the aero as well you know um so it all boils down to what is most important to you in a vr headset field of view or clarity i still think that will still be the case when the 12k arrives because maybe it will have that amazing clarity but no one will be able to run the thing because it's well, no. 12k yeah. it's insane there's absolutely right. no way no one's going totally. to oh 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 yeah, oh. yeah. Quick question for you, Sebastian. So, yeah, so the resolution, like, let's say you wanted to actually have the full freaking resolution, you know? How do you actually, like, how do you even get that out of a video? Like, is it even possible to, like, get that signal into that headset without any compression, without any loss of, like, to run it at the full resolution? I believe they are going to use some compression, right, from NVIDIA, the NVIDIA compression. I, th- I believe they, they need to rely on this technology in order to put all these pixels through. And, um, yeah, I believe this could work. And then together with foveated rendering, who knows, uh, next year, Q4, probably foveated rendering can al- already work on a driver level from NVIDIA, as in, like, it simply works <laughs> for all games. I could believe that this could happen, actually. So... I think this could work, and that's also one of the reasons, in my opinion, why NVIDIA cards work only. Same like with the with the Arrow, because they are really like um, very bullish on on VR NVIDIA, and therefore it's the drivers, it's the, the drivers, drivers exactly, exactly, yeah, exactly. So AMD have great uh, sort of raw power, particularly with their CPUs, but unfortunately they're let down by driver updates, particularly for VR. I don't. Does AMD even know VR exists? I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't <laughs> feel like this. Yeah. I have AMD CPU. It's okay for that. But oh, well, um, it's okay. But but GPU. That's that's the point. Yeah. Right? One other yeah, weird GPU. thing about this whole deal is that they're going to have their own store. Like, how yeah. crazy is that? They're that going sense, to right? sell. 
Well, it makes sense, but dude, are you gonna like, for example, okay, so this thing might be able to play quest games, right? Apparently, yeah, it can, like you, sure. they might be able to convert quest games yes. to play on this. Yes. And so the thing is, is like, am I as a consumer going to buy Arizona Sunshine in the Pimax store uh, yeah, and have not? it stuck in the pot? But why, can why I use not? it anywhere amazing, else? Can I do anything with it? Like, you know, probably, probably this standalone experience is going to be amazing. <laughs> probably way better than than the Quest because of the wide FOV. Probably than you want you to buy it there. It, we don't know. There's also. It's weird. It's yeah. weird. At I mean, moment, I'm. I'm you know, one other cool thing about Pimax too, just in general, is yeah. like somebody could acquire this company. Another company could, because like if you, and I can tell just, you which one, Nvidia. They should buy. <laughs> they, should, they should buy them, oh. in my opinion. Absolutely, because well, you were going to say Facebook. <laughs> no, 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 Facebook. No, but if someone wants to compete with Facebook, like this would be. I mean. You know, can you really make these things mass market, though? That's the thing. But I, I could see possibly being acquired. Who knows? Yeah. So let me also tell you guys about my opinion about the uh, 12K QLED. So, and I also said this on my stream, I root for Pimax. I honestly want them to succeed because obviously this headset, it just seems to be the dream of us VR enthusiasts. And all the 273 people who are watching this live right now, we are enthusiasts and we want that device. So I root for Pimax. I really hope that they can make it happen until next year. Unfortunately though, I just also have to look at their track record. And the track record just tells me they did have amazing promises in the past and they fulfilled those promises. They actually did. And everything that I bought from Pimax, I received it. But I had to wait one, two, three, four years in some cases. So that is the point where I believe this is going to be tough. Because for this headset, there are so many moving parts, so many different things that you have to combine. And hardware is hard because you have to get all the parts, right? Which is not easy, especially in times right now where the big companies are snatching up all, all, the, all the hardware and all the pieces that you might need. So many moving parts and putting it all together into one headset and then delivering it like in, within one year is an unbelievably hard task. And I know they don't start from zero. Like Kevin told me, they had already been working on this for two years, right? So there is going to be a prototype at CS, which I think is amazing. But still, to put this out in, uh, in one year with all the stuff that they have promised is going to be such a tough task. And again, th that's one thing which I would criticize when looking at Pimax. It always feels... There's this carrot dangling in front of VR enthusiasts. There's mm -hmm. always the next big thing that we should look to, look forward to. So we forget everything that was in the past. And now there's this new carrot which is dangling in front of our heads. And now that's it, what you should look at. So now forget about the 8KX already. You know, forget about this. <laughs> this is all, this is stuff. It's that, dead to us. It's, it, it's dead. dead. It's, I'll put it in the bin. <laughs> right, forget it. I'll now, trade it in, actually. It's I'll a new it carrot. It's a new carrot. And instead of just like focusing, finally, for once and all, focusing on the <laughs> one thing that they have now and making it really, really great and even better, that is, in my opinion, what they should do. Instead of like, um, again, over-promising, 
and I believe they overpromised with everything they they said. Like, okay, no distortion. Well, I'm not so sure about that. It's still optics, and it's still not not like a curved display, right? With a curved display, probably I would say, okay, probably you can really make no distortions for that huge field of view. But it's still the same canted displays. I simply can't believe that there's going to be no distortions, like they said. And bringing it all together, everything working fine. We don't even know yet how the tracking is going to be and all the, all the things that need to come together to make this the perfect headset. I am skeptical, but I root for them. I hope they can make it happen. But this always this, this carrot dangling in front of the VR enthusiast, always waiting and waiting. Why not take what you have and make it the best thing ever right now, the 8KX. Make it the best 8KX you could do and simply sell it probably at a, even a bit better prices and just focus on something that you have right now. That is, in my opinion, I, I totally agree with that. What they yeah. should really, Absolutely. really do instead of like this overpromising and then probably not delivering again. And the thing with, okay, if you buy this now, you can you can trade it in at full price. Well, it is a smart thing to do, but it can backfires so badly. Mm -hmm. Like you, you're creating toxicity here. Like some people now who are tricked into buying the, an 8KX who would probably buy another headset uh -huh. if they wouldn't go for it. And then they cannot get this in Q4 2022. You have so many toxic people then who hate your brand. And actually this is a problem of Pimax. Like it's, it's a very toxic like they, they 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 don't have super fans. They have there's lots of toxicity going on. Like for example mm. in the forums, and I needed to say goodbye to the forums because it was just too toxic there. And you create this toxicity by never really like fulfilling your promises on time. So I believe there's going to be people that's going to be pissed off if the device does not come out in Q4 2022, and then yeah, all the trust which already is gone, kind of gone. It's going to be even worse, and then you will uh, like, like um, make this bad reputation cement. So mm -hmm. why not just concentrate on the good headset that you have right now and say, okay, is, we have something like this coming up, but not like make this super huge, super bold event where you like so confidently say, okay, and this is now this, and this we have also this. Yeah. So, yeah, no. <laughs> Show it to us. The like, 8KX is going to be prove even me, better. Prove you're right. You know, if people have bought the 8KX, regardless of this other headset, you're going to have an amazing time with it, okay? Especially if you are a flight simmer or a race simmer. It's absolutely incredible. And it's going to be even better next year because it's going to mature with hardware. I, always, I already think that the 8KX is already a headset for the future as it is at the moment, you know, particularly with the that resolution and field of view. Um, I would love for Pimax to keep honing their software uh, and get it to a point where it really does truly perform as well as he wants it to uh, in DCS and all the likes of it. So, uh, you know, it's all about software, to be honest, uh, I think. And, uh, you know, letting hardware mature. You know, hardware is playing catch up all the time here. So I, I do think that even if you have bought an 8KX, just enjoy it. Don't worry about this other headset. You know, if it comes, brilliant. If it doesn't, you're still yeah. going to have an yeah. incredible experience. That's yeah, my AKX problem really. with it yeah. too. Agreed. I agree with both of you. I think that by doing this, um, the trade-in offer, it's almost like, you know, this the giveaway strategy 
where you're you're getting this, but in the future you'll get something different. So enter this, you'll be you'll get this special treatment by getting this headset for cheaper and faster. It kind of putting the shade on their own product in a way that it devalues it. So like you mm, get it okay, now, yes, but, exactly. but just get it, you know, just get it, just get it. You're gonna get something much better later on. They're not actually capitalizing on their on their strength, which is Pimax so agreed, Tatiana. 8KX. So like why not? actually put it on the pedestal and say like this is this is amazing you know do it you know buy it because it's great not because you will get something better later on it's strange Perhaps. that they are doing exactly. it Perhaps, well, yeah. at least. But anyway, and another thing, you know, with a with a Pimax is how what Sebastian basically to add to that, uh, it's nothing tangible at the moment. And I compare yeah. it to Vario, where we seen, actually like... could see the um, the business model was amazing, and you know the community, and you were the big, you know, important part of that community that were convincing them to to come up with something consumer based and we all knew that they are capable of doing it the technology is already there because we could already see that they can do it and they did it they did even more than we probably thought but with pimax there's there's nothing so far that would really convince us to, that they can do it except for well, the fov maybe that is already yeah, as a Pimax user, I know how good their, their their headsets are, regardless of all the other doom and gloom about the company. Yeah, they um, have really come a long way. Totally just, agree, just really. you know, if I if I just went right, I've had enough of this. I'm going to go and play DCS in the Pimax. I'll have the best <laughs> time in the world. So let's just think about the headset itself. It's absolutely incredible, and I do feel that I would rather Pimax exist than them not exist. I it's want a love hate relationship for a lot of people. And of course, you know, if if you don't want to jump on the bandwagon straight away, no one's forcing you to. Let's just see how things play out. Um, but you know, I've got to say, as a Pimax user, it's friggin' incredible. Without trying to swear, it's just it's just mm -hmm. the most amazing experience with that field of view. Once you've experienced it, you, it's hard to go back. It really is hard to go back. Um, mm -hmm. So there's a lot of positives here as well. And if if you don't trust them, or if you don't want to jump on them the bandwagon earlier, then don't. Just let's just sit back in the sidelines and see what happens. Okay, I won't. But then they promise that the current users will get the special treatment of getting these headsets sooner. And then I think, okay, so now you are not leaving me any choice. Now I have to get it because I don't want to be left behind in this group of people who didn't get Pimax and have to wait to get it just because the other ones had the older headset and I didn't. Yeah, well, That's I would not I would I not buy an 8KX in the promise of getting this 12K. I'd buy an 8KX because I want an 8KX. Yeah, you, but others will now, because of this kind of promotion, jump onto 8KX because they actually want yeah, the I would, 12K. I would, not, I would not recommend that at all. Yeah. Yeah, right. It's, I would it's also a, it's say, a like, be market. careful. You're not it's sure very... if you're going to get it next year. It's it's a very clever marketing strategy. It really is. But I, I would but, not do but that. It can personally. fire back, so it can fire back so badly. As yeah, I, just I think it might do. Quite honestly, I think it might do. Um, <laughs> if I, I I wouldn't be doing that. I'd just be buying it. I'd I'd just buy a headset if I want to buy it. I won't be messing around doing any other. I won't even pre-order a headset. I'd just go and buy it when it's ready. I think the company <laughs> might really hope that once they get 8KX, they will see how awesome it is, and they won't be upset. Yeah, if perhaps. the trade-in comes later on. I mean, it might happen, but for some people, maybe not. Because maybe they wanted a standalone headset all along and they bought 8KX and it's not standalone and they're not getting right. 12K for another year or so. Who knows? So it definitely can backfire. Wow. I just see I just see here on my on my road to VR. 
that they even like advertising here. This is Road to VR, right? And here, Pimax Trading Program. It's on Road Whoa. to VR. They bought Road to VR advertisement. Trade-in program. Purchase Pimax headset now. Get full deduction for Reality 12K QLED. Let me click on that. <laughs> <laughs> Give them some engagement. <laughs> yeah. You just made Road to VR's week. Yeah, exactly. Purchase Pimax headset now. Get full deduction for Reality QLED in Q2, <clears throat> in Q4 2022. It's even here black on white. You know, that is my problem. Because they write it here. But is there any fine print anywhere at the bottom that says, this will probably not happen? <laughs> no, it says here, to go where no one has come before. There's no fine they print. They really have. Oh, no. So if, I, you know, if, if yeah. I'm a user now that doesn't know the history of Pimax, who just sees this website, it, it, it's, it sounds like, okay, I will get this Reality 12K QLED in Q4 2022, and I simply have to buy now. You know, I'm missing this asterisk. Which says like, okay, this is our goal. This is this is the point. This is really the point. Hmm. Can buy a Pimax here. Now available for purchase. So really, I also totally agree with what Tatiana has said. Why not like totally bank on my strength of this headset, which is like not a bad headset at all, right? And and not just make it like, okay, you will get this here, our our old one, and then you can totally trade it in. Mm -hmm. right right so this is i would really like to oh yeah the binocular overlap that's exciting too yeah it is it is it would be right because this is like one of the problems of the pimax right now and it's great that steve enjoys it so much but i know there's lots of people all headsets all headsets need better binocular overlap yeah but uh, there's one now which has an amazing binocular overlap and i can tell you already it's the vive flow i was like shocked when i used it it's Ooh. like nearly it's it's nearly human it's really good binocular overlap. I should probably have not said that. But, <laughs> oh, but, it, but it really it really has a cool binocular overlap. Yeah, but anyway, I so... Just, I, don't, I, you know, I, I understand people's uh, for, uh, you know, worries, but if, if you are worried about it, don't go ahead and buy one. Don't, don't go into it. Let's just wait and see what happens. Uh, and if they do deliver, then, oh, my God, we're going to have the best VR. Totally. Uh, yeah. ever, I, I want them to prove me wrong. Really, and mm -hmm. that's that's really one big reason why I why I want to go to CES. I want to go to their stand and try it out and tell the world what I saw. Mm -hmm. And I, I hope that I'm going to say, okay, guys, I'm so sorry that I ever doubted you guys. I'm so sorry. I want that to happen. I want to go live on MRTV and say, you know, oh. Oh God, I'm so sorry. Sell if everything. That is true. Yeah, if that is true, I will formally make a formal video apologizing <laughs> yeah. for the suspicions I yeah, had right, right. in the video <laughs> yeah, that yeah, exactly. I made in I want October this. 2021. Again, I root for them, but I simply have my, um, yeah, my um, uh, suspicions, or how would I say that in English? Like because of the track record. Yeah, you're cautiously optimistic. I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I'm cautiously optimistic because, you know, probably everything took so long with their products before because they had to invent them first. But now probably they have already invented everything they need. Like, for example, that audio that is like the Valve Index, right? They were working on it because they had to make it and now it's ready. The head strap, they had to invent it and now it's ready. Probably they just have to add some battery. Probably they really have everything in place already. Because they 
it took them so long until now to make them, and now they have everything in place, and now they have just to combine it into one, and they're going to prove me and other doubters wrong. And I want this to happen for the sake of us VR enthusiasts. I think even in two <laughs> years' time, even in two years' time, this or three years' time, this 12K QLED is going to be way, way ahead of anything else. I do believe that if it ever comes to fruition. So, while, you know, I would recommend people just buy the Aero. It's a real product. You'll get two, maybe three years out of it. And then by then, if the 12K QLED finally surfaces or if it is indeed a thing, then by then hardware will have caught up as well and you'll be able to enjoy it. But by then, imagine where Meta is going to be, guys. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah, you're, um, you're right. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Sebastian, since I like there's, all, that there. since there's over about that. 300 people watching us, <laughs> wow, do you think we crazy. could ask if, uh, you know, the viewers, if they would buy Pimax? Yeah, okay. I can do it. Okay, let me for do the, it. Um, with the promise of trade in, or they would wait? Like I'm curious okay. what people are thinking about it because I know you mean like um, as a poll, right, on the YouTube? And, you know, either a poll or just like yes or no. I'm just curious, you know, what people think about it because this is a this is still an expensive. Both of them are expensive headsets, so I wonder if this trade-in offer would sway a lot of the viewers here. I don't know okay. if our opinions have changed any minds already, but still. Okay, let me let me create the poll. So, what should the poll be? Um, um, uh, will you uh, will you buy the twelve Q OLED or what should I ask? Or just basically, will you go for the trade in offer from Pimax? Will you go? Are for... you tempted by the trade in offer? I'll trade stop. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I yeah. wouldn't do it. Will, I will you, do it. Will all. you go for the trade in offer and buy the eight KX now? Yeah. yeah. We okay, need to have patience. See. Wait, see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, still, like it does yeah. work with a lot of people, maybe. Um, because it does offer so much, and twenty four hundred dollars is a lot of money. So taking it step by step, like at fifteen hundred dollars now, and then thousand dollars later, you know, there's bad. there's somebody out there that probably spends eight thousand dollars a year on VR hardware, and it's like I got eight thousand dollars a year. <laughs> yeah, it's a ton of money. It's a ton of money, but this is my effing life, you know. And this <laughs> yeah, is the yeah, most important course. thing to me. <laughs> And I want to be in some bomb ass VR worlds that look incredible, bro. So mm -hmm. yeah, I'm buying the 3090 and I'm buying the the arrow and yeah. Whatever. Well, that's true. People spend thousands of dollars on hobbies every year. Of Everybody course. has their that own is, hobbies. That is me. And... I'm right here. Yeah, me too. I do that. No, really, really, absolutely. So whether it's that's VR exactly what or the, yeah, that's what yeah. the arrow is for. That's what this Pimax is for. You know, there's, there's, if you knew that you could buy one of these headsets and it would literally like be the dream come true for you for like four years in a row and you wouldn't be tempted by any other headset out there. Yeah, yeah. I'd pay two oh, grand yeah. myself, too. But yeah, I exactly. know that's not possible. We don't right, know that. Right. right. And then again, really, like next year, if it really comes out in 2022, in the end of, um, yeah, of 2022, probably there is... Exactly, like just like Anthony said, there's uh, some meta headset, the Quest Three or whatever, and there there could be like an Arrow Two, and most probably, in my opinion, this headset is going to come out in 2023, and mm -hmm. at that time, for sure, there's going to be the Arrow Two, right, or the next uh, the next G G Three from Reverb. This might even come earlier, right? And who knows what kind of panels they have at Lenses? Yeah. yeah. So that's that's really going to be very very interesting, and uh, I'm excited that they work on something like this, and I root for them, 
just hope that they're going to make it happen. Wow. Yeah, let's see. 99 votes. And we Come have... on, 100. Make it 100. <laughs> exactly. Someone else vote. So we need, we need one more vote here to get to the, to get to the 100 votes here. So far, we have 9% who say yes. We're going to go. They nine percent are going <laughs> I'm to not buy. Not surprised after the conversation. Nine people. Though, to be honest. Nine, nine, yeah, exactly. Nine percent are going for the ATX now and going for the trade-in. Forty-eight say no, <clears throat> but still forty percent will wait for CS. So forty percent at least give them a chance and would probably buy the ATX in order to trade it in. But this offer is also like limited. I think 12 months before it comes out, you have to own it. So they want to they want you to get it now <laughs> without proof. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. They want you to to blindly follow them. It's a perfect marketing tool. I mean, yeah, it's but genius. It, it can It works it, it, probably, it's, it's, but Yes, but it like I said before, I agree with you, but I also think it can fire back like in a bad way, <laughs> right? It's just, it leaves like a bad aftertaste for right. some reason. Like, get it. Well, they got to have the supply when it comes down to the end. They have to, because if, if like all the people that buy these AKXs are like still waiting around, but other people are just ordering the 12K and they're getting it, oh my God, that would be such a disaster. And it's happened before. It's happened before. Yeah, exactly. So 133 people have voted. Now is your last chance to vote. And then I'm going to stop the vote. And then oh, we're going can to- Can I vote as well? Yeah, of course you can vote. Yeah, I'll vote then, okay. Great, <laughs> then I will wait until you vote. And then you I'm going to- <laughs> Okay. Then I'm going to end the poll and we're going to go to the metaverse. <laughs> Enter the metaverse. Don't say it like that. Enter the Spideyverse. <laughs> so. Will you go for the trade and offer and buy the AKX now? No, 49%. I will wait for CS, 38%, and yes, 11%. So still, like 11% of the people who, who joined that vote here said, yes, okay, I'm going for the AKX now. And they're trusted, trusting it, right? Oh, Pimax USA just jumped in the chat. <laughs> 12 months after, not before. Okay. So, so what, what does it mean, 12 months after? After what? Twelve months after you uh, after you bought. Oh, you mean twelve months after you have bought? Oh, the AKX. You can still refund it fully for the AK, for the for the twelve K QLED. Okay, then then this is not then then this is good. I would say, in my opinion. Uh, okay, after you ship. Okay, after you ship, still twelve months in order to exchange your AKX for for the twelve K QLED. Okay. Okay. That is cool. All right. That sounds that sounds better. <laughs> that sounds better. So you will have already the reviews out then. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Cool. Yeah. That's 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 uh, very good information. And um, yeah, in general, I think this kind of uh, information, like when exactly you can use these things, they also should be on the website. It would be great to have like the full picture. Mm -hmm. I think this right. could be a little bit confusing because I've heard these different versions of what the yeah, 12 me months means. And, and uh, this is actually the proof, the fact that we misunderstood that. Yeah, a see, this, bit. it's good to have, so. to have um, Kevin here. And then Kevin, now that you're here, I'm not going to ask you to join now. If you want, of course, you can. <laughs> but, but again, like, um, 
I now forgot my question. It was so good. <laughs> Such a good <laughs> question. <laughs> um, the question. What was the question? Do you have any question for for Kevin? Because now the built-in battery. If, if is there like a, a minute of built-in battery or something? Oh no, no, I have, I have a better one. And the, the the question. Yeah, the battery, of course, was one question. But the trading program. Do you have to send back your 8KX? Or can you simply keep your 8KX and get the money? Because this is this I think this was still not sure. Whether we actually send it back and we uh, exactly do you have to do you do exactly do you have to trade it in? Yeah, that's 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 and and like send send it back or and there was another version and there was another version that I heard, like you can keep it and you have just to prove that you bought it and you will still get the discount on the new one i think this one 30 30 seconds to swap the battery that's how much you get yeah, that's okay. Okay. 30 okay. in 30 seconds you sense. can do cool, it cool. in 30 seconds you can do it yeah so do we get to keep the 8kx and still get the discount or do we have to send it back that would be my question for kevin and if you could answer that that would be amazing because that is like a huge question, right? Yeah, it is important, like for people to uh, this trading program, like it's a big decision. So these right. little details matter for consumers. You know what they should do is like you just buy the 12k now, and they send you an 8kx. And meanwhile, you know, you just pay the full price for the 12k now, and they just send you the 8k. Yeah, but then you're committing yeah. to the 12K. What if, you, yeah, right. you know, at least you're buying something you For know them, you're they buying. Did it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Still determining the rules of the credit. Okay, because, let me just put it here. Okay. Still uh, determining rules for the credit because team members started mentioning very difficult to ship locations like Brazil, Russia, etc. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, this will be important, right? I mean, you, you need to know, like, how we'll to. We'll probably get more info at CES, probably. Yeah, right. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Kevin, I'm looking forward to go to CES and try that and tell the world about the device. I'm absolutely looking forward to that. And that's gonna that should be like the most exciting thing happening on CES, I believe. Is that it would January be great. 5th through 7th, something like that? Uh, uh, yeah, January, uh, some, some early January, exactly. I have to check it out. It's always been that difficult thing to achieve, isn't it? We all either have a headset with amazing clarity, uh, oh, sorry, clarity or amazing field of view. And to have a headset with both, Still does not exist right now, so that's yeah, what I'm the, really the 12, hoping for. The 12K QLED, probably. Like, hopefully, fingers crossed. <sighs> yes, we'll see. Exciting stuff. Exciting stuff going on. So, um, Kevin, again, uh, I, in my opinion, this was the most exciting event in VR land <laughs> in this year. <laughs> so that for that one, Without that was really yeah. cool. That was well done. Okay, cool. So we still have some other topics to talk about, <laughs> I believe. Uh-huh. So many, it's crazy. So let's start and talk about Facebook Connect. We all were 100% sure there's going to be the Quest Pro. We had seen all the leaks, right? All the leaks with, with that cool device that looked very exciting. And we were so sure. We were so sure we are going to get it. But we tuned in of course we all watched it and then it was just like talking about the metaverse looking at some cgis and well it was not really about any device right so i must say i honestly i was really bored i was thinking like oh my god (laughs) 
what's what's <laughs> going on? Like like show us the device, show us the Quest Pro. I think everyone was like this, right? Tatiana, did mm -hmm. you also feel like this when you watched it? Yes, exactly. And I w kind of thinking so. There's so many YouTubers who were streaming it live. I don't know if yeah, you exactly. were. Exactly. No, I, I did not. And know. I wonder, oh my goodness, how much they had to fill in <laughs> with the discussion. Yeah, exactly. It was probably quite daunting to sit through it and like keep the conversations when there was literally. Well, nothing exciting nothing. to actually like discuss in a live stream. So I felt bad for that. Kind of glad I didn't do it. Yeah, uh, but we were all hoping <laughs> exactly, for, you too. know, the bomb to drop at the end. No bombs dropped. It, well, mm, I mean, no hardware. <laughs> depends on, no hardware depends on how you define a bomb. Yeah, not of a course. hardware bomb. Uh, we got a bomb. We got one For bomb. Oculus, that's a nice huge bomb. bomb. It's, it's yeah. dead. They mm. killed Oculus dead, how Anthony would say. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, uh, what, what what were your thoughts when you watched the thing? Did you also feel like us, like like Tatiana and me, like okay, wow, that's boring. You know, so I had I had mixed reactions because there's the VR uh, side of me of like a VR gamer. There's my VR gamer reactions to it, and then there's like just my overall reality reactions to it. And so my VR gamer reactions, yeah, it was disappointing. Like we didn't. But the thing is, everybody like wants this new headset, right? So after after they did the um, the connect, and then there was going to be the John Carmack talk, and I was like waiting for the John Carmack talk, and I was in chat on YouTube, and everybody's like, "Is he going to talk about the new headset? Is he going to talk about the new Quest, Quest Pro, Quest Pro, Quest Pro?" And part of me is like, wait a minute, do you guys really want a brand new headset every single year? Like eventually this stuff is going to start making your previous headsets obsolete and you're going to get to a point where it's like, hey, I just bought a headset last year and now you just kill my headset. Um, didn't Bosworth, like he was asked, you know, not this year. Like he said that, not this year about the Quest Pro. And so they really stuck with that. So we didn't get a new headset this year. And so everybody was disappointed because they didn't get like juicy details about this new headset and what's capable of it. But there's no way they could give you that because if they gave you that, then why would you be buying a Quest 2 unless they said, hey, everybody, if you buy a Quest 2 now, you get to refund it off your Cambria. Okay. <laughs> so they weren't going to do the Pimax thing. So they're not going to talk about that. They're going to be kind of quiet about that. They don't want to drum up too much uh, enthusiasm about Cambria. So they're going to focus on um, you know what we have right now. So, um, But overall, in terms of like the overall presentation it was very magic leap-esque i will admit You're that right. that was very funny how like all their little videos that they were showing were showing like people being like people playing basketball okay let's talk about that for a second yeah i'm gonna go down to the park bro and i'm gonna play basketball with my my uh, AR glasses, my Ray-Ban AR glasses, and I'm gonna pretend that I'm bouncing a real ball and I'm gonna <laughs> pass it to this guy. And we're gonna be playing with three blue ghosts that are all, you know, they're like in Europe somewhere and we're playing basketball together in real life. Like they're like way off on another level, bro, with this whole metaverse thing. And I'm kind of glad about it in a way because it's really forcing the issue but they really are living like 15 years into the future. And so it's a it's a really weird topic. We can go all kinds of directions on this one. 
Right, right. It was crazy. We're going to talk about the whole metaverse shift very soon. But I also want to ask Steve, when you watched the the show, <laughs> what were your thoughts? Oh, I was so hyped when it first came on and I gradually just got more and more depressed. <laughs> uh, I tried to count how many times they were, they were saying the word metaverse. I just lost count, literally. But having said okay. that, <clears throat> I've just got to, you know, I'm actually really relieved they did not announce a true like successor to the quest or anything like that. We don't need that right now. Uh, so I'm really pleased that that didn't happen personally, but I don't think they needed to go into so much detail for what was an hour and a half showing all these different segments. Now, I do appreciate though that there may be some people watching this for the first time. This may be their first, uh, I'll say Facebook Connect, uh, whatever it's called these days. And they might not, might not understand what the metaverse is or where the VR vision is. We do. We want that Ready Player One future, but some people might not even understand what they want in no, VR. Most people will not get it. Like I can so, see it here in the German mainstream media. They think, yeah. well, what is this? This is like a joke. They, they don't get it. The general public doesn't understand what's going on. It's forcing, yeah, so hence, but it's forcing them to think about it. That's the interesting thing. Yeah, hence yeah. why this that, uh, presentation was the way it was. But I didn't like how in, in all those presentations and all those sort of uh, examples, there was no no one was wearing any VR headsets or anything. It was very sort of strange. Well, <laughs> they had the glasses though, bro. Some of them <laughs> they were had the glasses, the Ray-Bans. Yeah. yeah, it was just like Anthony said. It was very Magic Leap-esque or how do you say that? Yeah, exactly. Like it's Actually, it's a vision. It was a vision. I believe it's going to be like this. Hey, I believe it's exactly going to be like this, but not when in the guys, next few years. When they showed all these amazing trailers of like Zuck surfing and stuff with his buddy, and you know, oh, all, yeah. like you know how they showed all that stuff, right? But was <laughs> yes, there yes, any yes, little yes. fine print on the bottom that said this current metaverse is not currently possible <laughs> yet, but this is what we hope it looks like? I mean, like, was there like some kind of a disclaimer? No, it just reminded me of the whale from Magic Leap. There was coming out of that pool, right? And everybody's like, wow, there's a whale. Like, it, never, it never happened. The whale never jumped out of that pool. But it's, it is going to happen. And that vision that he had there, I'm sure it's going to happen. But it was a vision right now. But isn't this and what The whole we thing really was want? about vision, right? The whole thing was vision. We, this is what we want, though. This, if we all want this, maybe not from that company, but someone right. has to do it. Someone has to make this future happen, and yeah. maybe it's them. It's, no one else is going to be able to pour hundreds of millions of pounds into investment, uh, I, I, you know, to to get this to happen. Right. Do Doesn't feel it like... seem like they're really early to be talking? I, I mean, I know the name change thing and like all the controversy that they're dealing with. So the timing maybe they rushed the name change like maybe the entire the meta and all of that maybe that was going to happen like seven eight months from now but because of all the drama that they're going through with like whistleblowers and all that yeah, stuff right. they think this is a great way to kind of like like twist the narrative a little bit and get people off track a little bit um because it I seems like it's gonna work to talk about the metaverse right now, like like the metaverse is like three years away. It's not, man. Like the advanced Facebook avatars, though, that's what people don't realize. If if they are able to actually make those advanced avatars happen, and there was one segment of the show where they had the main guy from uh, Pittsburgh Facebook Reality Labs, and it was showing his full entire body. You know, and it was showing this other lady, she was in VR and she was seeing him talk and stuff. And she was, they were like, on this side, she's, you know, she's watching this guy talk full body because the full body avatar 
that is the game changer full body realistic avatars and all these little simulated videos that they showed they had people that looked like they were coming out of tron they were kind of like blue colored and stuff but they were hyper realistic and if we can get to a reality where it really does look like that then i do believe like you know how you were saying the german media is like what is this yeah. metaverse like what is this dumb thing well those <laughs> people will be eating major crow if these real life avatars are true it if is they can happen make in the future yeah for sure so i think this is of course like a like a visionary direction from facebook and i simply think that facebook they they don't want to miss on the next big thing because they did miss the whole mobile game right they are dependent on google and apple for their mobile client right this is like a big problem for them and they just want to push it hard, the next spatial computing platform, the, the next uh, paradigm shift. And this Facebook Connect just shows, okay, we're putting it all in. We're putting everything on the metaverse, and we do not want to miss the next big thing, right? Just like they, they missed mobile. So it, in my opinion, it does make sense to move away from, from Facebook and also this name change and to just show, yes, we are the company that is going to be the metaverse company. So in my opinion, it is a smart move. Also, what I think is remarkable is that Mark Zuckerberg actually finally um, admits that the whole Facebook thing has a bad name to it. <laughs> I don't know how, how else to, to explain it. Like it, it has a it has a bad connotation, right? For the Quest Two, he he still wanted to push it, but he found out himself. Hey, that was wrong. It was wrong to do the forced Facebook login. You know, he has watched MRTV like every day, and he thought, <laughs> oh, oh no, oh no, this Sebastian, he will not shut up. He will not. I shut need to Anna. win these people over. I right, right. He will not. I, no, I, I actually personally asked him myself, so <laughs> we just didn't talk about it anymore. So I'm so pleased to win for me. <laughs> yeah, right. You know what I think is going to happen with that, though? Like the, the yeah, whole we, Facebook account thing? About, yeah. I can't oh. imagine that they're going to like completely drop that. No, I, I, I think, think they will. I think they will. They said they will. We're going to talk about this in a moment as well. Okay, yeah. okay, we'll wait, wait for it. Yeah, yeah. but um, uh, like I just want to say, so I think he has, I think this is good in general that he, he understands now that Facebook is not something that people want to have on their hats all the time and that he kind of gets away from this from this point. And, but don't you um, think it's going yeah. to be the same thing all over again? I mean, it's yep. a name Could, in yes, the base. I, I mean, people I totally are getting agree. so stoked about disconnecting the Facebook account, right. but it doesn't mean that there's not going to be an I, account. I totally agree with you. So uh, this is 100%, and that's a super interesting question. It's a super exciting thing to talk about. And just about this, we could talk about two hours. Because what the question is, so we will probably have a meta, a meta account. That makes sense. So the Quest can then again be sold in Germany because in Germany they didn't sell it because it was questionable that they're forcing you with Facebook, right? But if it's a meta hardware and you have a meta account, absolutely no problem at all. The question on the long run will be, what is the business model of the metaverse? 
that is really the question. Is it the same business model that Facebook has? So is it about like knowing what people do in, in VR and in the metaverse? Uh, and then because you know everyone exactly, you, you know everyone unbelievably, unbelievably well because you know who are their friends, yes. who are they talking to, what are they looking at? Is this going to be the business model of the metaverse? If yes, then of course, it's exactly the same thing like Facebook. They will know us. They will have profiles was, of yeah, us. I was going to say the same thing. And then exactly. they're going to done. show us ads. It's all what? they've ever done. How can we expect yeah. them to do anything different? Right, right. If this is their success formula, right. they already know right. how to run that type of a business. Just that's because the only thing they know. Meta, why right. would they do anything different if that works? Is there a problem them? with this? Is there a problem with this, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah, there is. Of course, it's the same problem like before. Probably you you don't want an entity to know everything about you and probably be misused. Probably this information might be misused. Probably right now we trust. Then Facebook you don't want, they, then you don't want a technologically advanced future with civilization because they, no, they come hand in hand. No, that is so, that is so sad to say, Anthony, this means like, oh, okay, true, okay. Uh, like I'm giving up my, my personal rights just to have techno technological advance. No, I don't think that is right. And I've been waiting for these discussions. Good that you're back. <laughs> okay, but can I tell you one little tricky thing that, that was buried within all of this that I was like, ah, uh, yeah, I knew it. Okay, so at one point in this conference, they were talking about the your avatars, right? And they were saying that, and we've got to protect your avatars so that somebody can't use your avatar and be your, you know, somebody can't like, like hack your avatar because your avatar is important. It's gonna it's gonna follow you here and follow you there. Well, guess what? They've got a special way to know that it's your avatar. Here's how they know. Oh, well, we can use the advanced capabilities of the body tracking of Project Cambria to mm -hmm. to recognize your gate and to determine your gate. But you know, like how you actually move as a human being. So they're literally, any person that puts on this headset, they're going to know who they are, even if you do opt out of any kind of tracking of any kind or yeah. whatever, or opt out of any kind of like, because they're going to know just based on your gate and they're doing it to protect you. Yeah, of they course. To protect your avatar because it might get hacked. So this is how it won't get hacked. They'll know it's you and they'll also be able to track everything else you're doing at the exact same time. Yeah, of course. But Anthony, I just want to say one more thing about like, okay, uh, if you want technological advancement, then you simply have to give up your privacy and everything. I, I totally disagree. And there is like a different model. There's a different model for the metaverse, which is like private, which is like not centralized, but decentralized and based on blockchain. And you know who is now going to be one of the players who play against Zuckerberg? The Winklevoss. Twins, you know? Can you remember those yeah, guys? Yeah. Gemini, who, who, baby. The Gemini, exactly. The the guys who who first made Facebook or who claim they had it first, the idea, and then it was copied by Mark Zuckerberg. Well, I could now believe it now that we see the track record. Anyways, that's an old story. Yeah. But the Winklevoss brothers, they have just now invested in Somnium Space, a blockchain-based metaverse. And I talked about Somnium Space on my channel quite a bit before, right? It was like uh, I purchased my first piece of virtual land like three years ago. 
and now it has increased in price like like tenfold, and I'm freaking rich now. Oh <laughs> shit! I'm just kidding you. But but actually actually it did increase in price like like tenfold or so. Really really amazing. And uh, yeah, the Winkelvoss brothers are now advisors on Somnium Space. They have invested in Somnium Space, and they want to build the metaverse, which is based on blockchain, which is private, which runs decentralized. And there is another way to do this. So this is absolutely incredible. And uh, check it check it out. Check out the news. Somnium Space now has advisors, the Winkelvoss brothers. They've invested. And since this news is out, Cube, the Somnium Space um, ERC-18 token, their the, the blockchain to token, right, their coin, it went from $2 to, right now, $15. <laughs> so if you were invested in Somnium Space, like buying the, the land or having those cubes, you have just made like a fortune because the price has quadrupled in no, no, times times so many times. <laughs> yeah. So check out Somnium Space. It's frigging hot right now. <laughs> yeah, it is like this, really. It is like this. It is absolutely fantastic that they have the Winklevoss brothers now as advisors. But what are you talking about, dude? Facebook built the metaverse, man. They're called <laughs> Meta. They invented yeah. the metaverse. Like they solved it, man. It's all done. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. It's crazy that they claim the name Meta. It's yeah, right. Kind of yeah, but maybe it won't be called the Metaverse after all. That'd be funny, wouldn't it? Imagine that. <laughs> we could Meta call it anything we want to, really. Yeah, Just right. in, you know. But hey, uh, guys, can I talk for a quick second though about the name change and the yeah. Metaverse thing? And, because and also talk about that the brand Oculus is gone. That's okay, the next topic. Okay. That's the next topic. Yeah. Yeah, but I but first I just want to talk about uh, primarily the name change. Facebook is now Meta, okay, and and the Metaverse is their thing. So they are a Metaverse company, and this is not a tiny thing, ladies and gentlemen. This is absolutely huge for the entire VR industry at large, um, VR and AR for for what we're into. Dude, we just went prime time. What people don't get, and I was talking about this before, before we started the show, I was saying, I think the most interesting, the biggest story of this entire week is not like Project Cambia and all this stuff and, and like the 12K and, and all of that. All of that is great. But the biggest news this week is the name change to Meta and the entire Metaverse thing. Do you know that just this morning, I was watching my network TV show, uh, my network channel, which like covers the local news and tells you like if it's going to rain and stuff, right? I was watching them and they had a, a little business update. And what were they talking about? The metaverse. And there's people that were on this broadcast that were like, what is the metaverse? The metaverse? What is that? And that is happening all over the world right now. All these news organizations, everybody has to cover this. Like I'm really into the stock market. And in this one stock market forum that I'm on, people are asking this question, what is the metaverse? How do we invest in the metaverse? This is a thing now. Rising tides lifts all boats. Do you know that on Thursday when this information came out, like every stock that was mildly related to VR 
popped like 20 something percent because this is a thing. Now people have to be like, oh shit, the metaverse, this is a thing. What is Google doing about the metaverse? What is Apple doing about the metaverse? What is Microsoft doing about the metaverse? Now all of these companies are already involved deeply and they're working hard on all of this and they're gonna have their say about this thing as well. But it's just beautiful that this thing has been forced into a public consciousness. And it's crazy to me, like I, like my mind is blown just watching all of this happen because it's happening way too early. This is way ahead of schedule, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Like this whole, mm -hmm. like this whole face right. Facebook is converting to the metaverse. Right. Like, here's what I wanna know. I wanna know like what is going on in the Facebook boardrooms and what were the other people saying like, um, excuse me, Mark, wait a minute. Are you leading our entire company off a freaking cliff here with this metaverse thing? We're jumping 100% into the metaverse possibly 15 years too early. We're nowhere. This is like Magic Leap coming out and saying they're gonna have like magic space or well, what do they call it? that. Uh, the the magic verse, like the magic verse or whatever, and they're gonna like totally map the entire planet Earth and have it spatial and all that. It's like, yeah, maybe in nine, 10 years, you're gonna be able to do that. And that's right. what Facebook is doing with all this metaverse thing, but everybody's going along with it. Everybody's buying into it, which Definitely is great. It's, it's raising up the profile of, of VR and AR tremendously, maybe, maybe too much, like maybe it's gonna, make VR and AR seem like way better than it really is. It's causing all this discussion. It is freaking incredible. Okay, but I really don't believe that this discussion is going to keep on going for the next few months. I think in a few weeks, this is over and nobody's going to talk about the metaverse again because it's just too early. Then people will talk about, I don't know, the next iPhone again and stuff. It's so far away. I don't believe that now we're going to talk about the metaverse all the time now. Don't you? What do you yeah, think? Yeah, I, I agree with that. It's not right. going to be like it's not like this is single-handedly saved VR and AR forever no. or anything like that. But it has raised it into the public consciousness. And you're right. A, a month from a month from now, everybody's going to forget about this. But there's a lot of companies like we talked about: Google, Microsoft, Nvidia, AMD. There, there's a lot of these companies that might be like, "Holy snaps!" Facebook just basically is all in. Like they are all in, like the chips are in. Like that's one thing we can say with absolute certainty. Facebook mm -hmm. is all in. We used to yeah. think they were all in, right. but now we know they're all in. And all these other companies yes. are like, man, maybe we should like double our investment because these fools just went all in. So now maybe we need to double up. And strangely enough, it's kind of similar to what, you know, scaled up version of what Pimax did. Promised us all <laughs> right. these things. This is going to be incredible. Just you wait, just you wait and you will see. But it this will is, be incredible. It yeah, is going to take it is, time. It is even more ambitious than that, of course, because eventually, you know, it's going to change our lives, not just as VR enthusiasts, but ours as internet users. It's it's at least based on those dreams, Zuck's dreams that he showed us in these beautifully 3D rendered videos, it is going to be quite incredible. There were like, there were, it's like they showed a glimpse, a little bit of everything. They didn't really go into depth about anything. And that's what was, I guess, confusing for more 
you know, the critical thinkers, people who want to meet something that's more like solid. I, I try to like think, okay, what should I talk about? What should I comment on? And there are so many things, but there was nothing like not one topic that was discussed really in depth enough to actually show for in the nearest future. Maybe this project Cambria, but still there's only so many things we know. Um, I thought it was also interesting that some of these, you know, images and videos they showed, some people were like completely free 3D avatars. Some of them were wearing glasses and some of them weren't wearing anything. So it's like a complete unification of these modes, VR, AR, and just your phone, I guess. So maybe this is ah, the part of phones. what this- Phones are dead. We are in the metaverse, <laughs> come on. But this is what metaverse is going to be. They're, they're, division between the reality and the virtual reality will be completely blurred out. You'll be able to hang out with people in VR while you are sitting, you know, wearing your just like regular Ray-Ban or whatever glasses, go to these concert venues, work out together, um, send videos. Yeah. And then when you send this video, the person can jump inside the video and play ready with play your dog or with something. Ready? So it's this just is ready basically, play one. so it's even, it's not even Oasis. You know, the it's Oasis the, from Ready Player One is it's just IOI. virtual reality. This but, is but, a mess. That's a complete mess of, of everything, the real life and the virtual. Yeah, yeah. So it's but not if they're able to have those advanced avatars, if those advanced avatars are real, it, it pulls this whole thing together, I think. I think that's the thing that seals the deal. Like, because I was in this one thread and people were talking about it. And this guy's like, like, I have no interest in being like a cartoon avatar. So if these things are cartoony, I have no freaking interest. And and I replied to the guy and I said, you know, you should check out their advanced avatars because if the advanced avatar thing becomes real, then people that don't see there's people out there, they don't care about video gaming. They have no interest in video gaming, but they do have interest in seeing like cousin Bob look freaking photo real standing right there in your living room like Princess Leia in Star Wars one. And that's, you know, that's what we're going to have if these advanced avatars are real. So for me, it's like the bottom line is, are these advanced avatars real? And are they coming in the next three years? Because if they are, then congratulations, Facebook. You got beachfront property and you are in the yes. lead, baby. I think they will come. This with, with, with face tracking and everything. Even now, they have really great avatars which open their mouth based on the audio that, that, that the AI hears, right? And it's so good. And then with face tracking, oh my goodness, this is going to be fantastic. Anyways, I'm wondering, this shift to Meta and killing off the Oculus brand, does this mean that they don't want to be known as a gaming company, as a VR gaming company? Because Oculus, we, right, we love it, Oculus, the brand. It's a beautiful brand in my opinion. I have like lots of memories because it's the beginning of VR. The beginning of mm -hmm. VR as we know it, right? We probably, we joined the Kickstarter. We saw how Palmalaki uh, made everything and how it grew. And wow, it was like a love story that we joined. We were part of it. We enthusiasts. And it was positive emotions for me. Even though it was bought up by Facebook, I still, I still like that Oculus brand. And now killing it off. Do you see it as like um, killing it off because Oculus stood more for this gaming only, but Meta wants to be everything like the metaverse the oasis is this is that the reason well, they've got they did they say about like you know um they've got five games planned with the 
Is it the Arizona Sunshine people? Yeah, but They've this is now. I mean, this is now on the long run. Why did they kill yeah. off Oculus? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry. But I'm just thinking I, I, yeah, in terms of gaming, really. I kind of think that I, I feel the same way. I think that they are trying to distance themselves from this association, which was very pleasant for a lot of people. That was actually the saving grace for Facebook, that yeah, there is totally. now a way for them to 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 move away, you know, for people who are not digging deep enough to see that Oculus and Facebook is not the same thing. Having this warm and fuzzy associations with Oculus and all the eight or almost nine years that they've been on the way to becoming these providers of VR to regular consumers. And now this is really, I mean, it's sad because there is this great sentimental value to Oculus. There is, it's like they're taking away a piece of history. Like yeah. they are, they really are. And it's, it was it's always going to happen sad. there, wasn't it? We, sh we shouldn't be surprised. It's better than Facebook VR. We would have had yeah, Facebook course. VR. <laughs> Sounds like, worse. Could it, would, could it? Sorry. That would lose a lot of customers. Okay. I think if it was just yeah, yeah. Of that. I would go totally crazy, but but yeah. <laughs> but is it is it probably also a bit of ego from Mark probably because Oculus is still so connected to Palmer Lucky and Palmer Palmer is somehow seen as the inventor of VR. Probably now Mark wants to be seen as the inventor. Of the metaverse, oh. like he's the guy. Not, not forget, forget Oculus, forget Palmer. He is now the guy who he's makes the visionary. The, he's the visionary. <laughs> he's the guy who has the vision and makes the metaverse a reality. Could this What's, also play a bit into it? Well, like, like ego. Building, he is, yeah. He is the guy. Scratch. He so is the guy, right? He's distancing himself from Oculus, but also from Facebook. So he's trying to do like this a win-win situation when yes right. he is building up something new that's attached to his name but not attached to Facebook which is weird right because it's still the same guy we can't expect something completely different from the same person who kind of created all this mess in the first place but weirdly enough it might work because this meta thing is just so ginormous and so all-encompassing that you can't really associate it with one single thing, neither Oculus nor Facebook nor all the other apps that would go yeah. inside it. So yeah, it's definitely going to be just Mark, his creation. He's the the meta god of this metaverse. Yeah, Nobody would say no to him either. Nobody said no. Nobody said, Mark, this is 10 years too early. You're crazy. Yeah, he's, They let he's him the... run wild. Yeah, because yeah. he is the the guy who ha who ha can do all the decisions, right? There's nobody to rule him in. There's he has the power. He is the meta god king. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is like this. Come on, it is like meta this. Meta god in the metaverse. Exactly. Yeah, right, right. But I'm so I'm wondering, you know, this whole meta thing. It feels meta so mark. it feels so emotionless for me, so clinical somehow, like the Meta Quest, for example. Like Oculus, we have all these emotions, mm -hmm. right? We we have the good feelings. Okay, VR, cool, amazing. And playing the games and all. But Meta, it it it, it, it for me it's just it feels so clinical. You, you know but what I mean? A, yeah, because it's a clear slate. There's no associations with that at all. It's clean. They are going to build on top of it. So we will have emotions. What kind of emotions they will be, I don't know. But it, Meta doesn't have this history that we've had with Oculus, that we've had with Facebook. We have everything. So it's like I said, they're building something completely unattached to anything. And right now we are all super emotional, but also emotionless at the same time, which is a weird feeling because something big is happening you know this 
biggest ever rebranding of this company that we've ever seen. And at the same that time, name, we don't know what to expect. Having having that name, Meta, and, and, and Meta is the name of Facebook. Meta is the name of this company that owns Facebook. They own Instagram. They own WhatsApp. They're Oculus, et cetera, right? But having that as that name, that is like a subconscious thing that is out there in the world yeah. that is letting the entire world know this metaverse thing is an important thing. It is coming in the future. It is coming for that ass. You're going to have to deal with it one way or the other. Some people are going to make money off this thing. Some people aren't. Some people are going to control this thing. Some people aren't. And it's letting everybody know. Now, you know, it could possibly be a failure. I, I personally believe that the VR and AR trains have left the station and you can't put that toothpaste back in the bottle. It, it's a done deal. VR and AR is going to succeed. There's no stopping it. It's just a matter of when, why, how much, and how is it going to happen? But it's going to happen, period, dot. And so I believe in what they're doing here with this idea. But it is, it's great from a subconscious standpoint of letting the entire world. Facebook is a $1 trillion, well, they were, they were, their stock's down a little bit, but they were a $1 trillion company. There's only like seven or eight $1 trillion companies on planet Earth. They're one of them. Them changing their name to Meta and having Metaverse be this big thing. I really do believe this is going to be great for all of us in the entire VR world. And it's a great thing, Sebastian, that you named your channel Meta TV. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> You're right, exactly. Yeah, I can be now the first fanboy, right? So but I didn't, I didn't jump on the Oculus train, but now Meta. Yes. But think about <laughs> all the YouTubers who have Oculus in their name, like Doctor Oculus. God. Oh yeah, it's yeah, the Doctor Meta that, yeah. now. I'm yeah. glad my yeah. channel doesn't have like the quest, but I was thinking about it when I was creating it. I'm glad I didn't, but it's, it's, yeah, there's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot. Yeah. I'm really also wondering like all the channels who, who so banked on that Oculus, um, yeah, like following brand, brand, on, yeah. On, the, on the Oculus brand. Exactly. And like who really loved the brand and made lots of content about it. Can they follow this then? Can Lots they now of video like, renaming. Can hundreds they... and hundreds of videos to be renamed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. It's gonna this transition is gonna take a while. And like I know you were saying like this name is kind of weird and we're throwing away the name Oculus. But the thing is, is like I just present to you the name Nintendo Wii. Remember when we first heard the word Nintendo Wii? And, and now it's the most normal thing in the world, Nintendo Wii. It's no big deal. Like people could say Nintendo Wii, Nintendo Wii. But when we first heard Nintendo Wii, it was so wrong. And MetaQuest sounds very wrong. And I do believe that they will drop the Quest name because Quest does, like MetaQuest does not go together very nicely. So I do believe that Project Cambria, yeah, it's going to be a new line because they're going to, they're dumping the Quest name. Yeah, of course. Wow. Oh, my goodness. We have already two hours and 13, and we haven't even talked about the topics, really, actually. <laughs> so so let's start a bit to talk about now the topics. We could talk about this rebranding like even one more hour, but we don't have that hour. Okay. I think the biggest announcement of whole Facebook Meta Connect was this year, for us at least, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, like an amazing title, an amazing Grand Theft Auto title from 2004, 
is going to come out on the Quest 2. We have not yet heard when it's going to happen. We haven't seen any kind of footage. We have no idea. The only thing we know, they will launch Grand Theft Auto San Andreas for the Quest 2. And I would like to ask Anthony, what are your thoughts about this? Are you looking forward to that? Yeah, when this was announced, tears came out of my eyes. I'm not, or or at least I watered up and was like, like, you know, I mean, sometimes when you watch like an E3 show or something, you're waiting for like Microsoft's E3 or PlayStation or something. And it's like, you know, there's going to like, you, you know, there's going to be these announcements that'll actually send shivers, you know, down your arms a little bit. And I got that with San Andreas because it is like, when we think about VR and we think about a game like this, it's absolutely perfect. It's and and you just said like it came out in 2004, right? And the timing of that, this is not an accident. There's a reason that San Andreas is the one that we're getting. There's a reason that we got Resident Evil 4 on the Quest 2. It's because what the XR2 can handle, it can handle that era polygonal representations now here's my biggest worry that like first of all i'm over the moon for this and even if this port is kind of garbage it's still going to be incredible and it's just going to do so much for vr in general just to be able to walk around in the world of san andreas and have Hell cars yeah. driving by and planes flying overhead and and just you're in that world it's amazing man but here's my biggest worry though i go back to fallout 4 and skyrim Like Fallout 4 and Skyrim, those were the dreams of all dreams. It's like, dude, Fallout 4 and VR, Skyrim and VR, this is going to change the entire world. This is the freaking, you know, what do they call it? This is the, uh, what do they, um, the freak, the killer app. This is the killer app. We finally have our killer app, right? But what happened with Fallout 4 and Skyrim is those games work in VR. They're very impressive, but they weren't completely redesigned from scratch for VR. So you didn't quite get the feeling. You walk into a Fallout 4 room, you couldn't open up the dresser drawer. You couldn't yeah. pick up the stapler and move it around. And I don't think we're going to get that either. And so I'm wondering, what are we going to really get out of this thing? But if you go way back into the days when like Oculus said they have $300 million that they're going to be investing in new games and you know they gave 10 million to Epic for Robo Recall and they gave this much to this company and they gave this much to Insomniac for Stormland an argument could have been made back then that they should have taken 100 million and said Rockstar Strasselnik sit down let's have a chat Bro, a hundred million, but here's what you got to do. You can't just give us San Andreas that is like scrapped with a few little VR niceties here and there. No, you got to rebuild the entire thing so that it's totally VR. And that's a whole different world. We're probably not going to get that, but I God damn it. We, at least we're getting San Andreas in VR. It's still amazing. I'm, I'm I over actually them. think that we might be getting that Anthony. I kind of optimistic about it because They've been working with those devs for years now. I mean, this is the first time we hear about it, but the work's been going on for years and, I don't know, two, three, three years they've been working on it. And even now they are not announcing the date when it's going to be released, which means that they just wanted to tease us and they're obviously still working on it to bring it to the level that's ready for the consumers to, to play. Agreed. So it is taking a while, actually, if we're talking about an old game, like this, San Andreas is like 
Oof. I I played it. I think I was I don't know. It was uh <laughs> it was weird that I liked it, but I freaking loved it. I don't know why. Learning about Thug Life when I was 10 years old, it's priceless. It's but, boys uh, in the hood. It's boys in the hood interactive. But it is really taking them a while to do it and I yeah. I think that they, it is going to be amazing. I think they're going I, to bring it to that <laughs> level. And uh um it's another port again not a port but like resident evil 4 has brought them so much in such a short time gta is going to bring them even more i think there is a lot bigger population of you know pc gamers that are going to be so excited about it in vr agreed and this is really going to help vr like these big names these big brands right grand theft auto and then finally to be in the game is the dream of so many people and it's going to be very attainable right the quest is so cheap and then you can play this game don't even need to use your facebook login anymore yeah come on and this is really this is really amazing really i, I really i'm a big fan of this and i agree with titiana i also think they're going to nail it right gda grand theft auto is such an important IP for Rockstar Games. They cannot afford it to 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 launch some some half-baked stuff there. They're going to make a great, great port mm -hmm. in VR. I'm sure it's going to blow uh. us away, and I can't wait. What do you think, um, Steve? Are you excited about Me? it? Um, yeah, I mean, to be honest, I've got mixed feelings about it because, let's be honest, if there was a GTA announcement for PC VR, my God, I would be like <laughs> off the walls right now. And of course, I'm, I'm going to say that because that's obvious. But even for the Quest, um, I'm definitely going to buy it. I mean, everyone's going to buy this. I think it's going to be uh, the metaverse that I'm interested in. I've got no yeah. interest at all in the metaverse. The metaverse I want to live in. <laughs> Literally, shopping and going in the metaverse in VR is like the most pathetic thing I could imagine doing in my life, personally. But gaming in VR, that's what I'm all about. And GTA, yeah, man, that would be amazing, as long as they do it right. And I think, you know, that XR2 chipset is going to be a struggle. It is going to be a struggle because it's all about those huge open areas, isn't it? It's about being able to go into a clothes shop, go into a bar, get into a bar fight, I don't know, nick a car, uh, go, and the verticality of that scene as well. It's going to be hard for the Quest to be able to manage that. But Rockstar Games, they are awesome. And uh, I think if anyone can do it, they can. And uh, yeah, I'm excited about it. But uh, don't you think that they must change the game in terms of being safe for children and in, in general to be safe? Because, you know, the game is like offensive, which is the fun part of it, right? Just to it's beat no up some people and, and, and swear and, and stuff. And normally Oculus is more like um, they, they want games to be not like this right they want them to be more safe for children and stuff yeah but with gta dude like you gotta just you gotta just let it go now they, they <laughs> might take a few of the mo like some of the most extremely offensive things like little snippets of like where it's like a uh, a cut scene that has something super offensive maybe they'll trim out a few of those things but you can't water down all of san andreas i mean dude you turn on the radio and it's like gangsta gangsta you know i mean it's it's got cuss words everywhere that's the world it Weasel has to radio. be the real deal otherwise <laughs> what's the point if that's, you start censoring what, what vr like that that's not vr is it vr has got to be that true experience and but if it's, it's got to be the game it worries me too because even resident evil 4 i mean i didn't even know there was anything 
and hot coffee VR. Game. Yeah, hot and coffee apparently, VR. <laughs> there were still some things that were cut out of this game for being too too much something. And um, and so after releasing that, stripped off of those little clips to announce San Andreas, um, that's the only concern I have that it's going to be too washed off of the little peculiarities that maybe didn't age well to this day, but we still have like the the sentimental attachment. People love it, but now it's going to be the Oculus exclusive, and we all know how strict they are about that content. Uh, how they show like family val, um, I don't know, just making family friendly content in general. And GTA is not family friendly game, not, not at all, <laughs> not at all. And I guess uh, that's it, isn't it? The Quest Two is a family friendly headset, isn't it? I guess it's a family headset. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, they will probably water it down, but that is a shame, I think. Uh, but will I, it? How I, I understand. Why? Uh, what about like the soundtracks and stuff? Will it have all the songs and everything? Because that's so critical, you know, to the experience. Because sometimes exactly. years later they can't get the rights. Sometimes the radio shows and everything, right? Yeah. When you cruise through it, I think it must be there for sure. It will be there. God, dude, I'll spend like a hundred <laughs> hours in this game. And for me, you know what I'll do mostly: walking around freaking yes. neighborhoods on foot. Like I that's. Mean, right. I won't be in the cars very much. You're yeah. gonna buy it, that catwalk. <laughs> it has to just <laughs> deliver at least an authentic experience, and I hope. Do you think Anthony the Quest is capable of producing a you know a really, uh, but living, breathing world that we're hoping for? That's the question. No, absolutely not. <laughs> but it should still be pretty goddamn fun, and you'll get lot. It's one. It's like anything in the Quest. You you play something for five minutes. And you're not talking like you're you might be thinking about some of the graphical things in the first five minutes but eight minutes later if it's a good game you're, you're just playing it you're having fun and, yeah. and i think that'll happen i think about saints and sinners and how amazing that port was well not port sorry but the standalone uh, experience on the quest what they did with that was absolutely amazing if they can get that sort of level of fidelity or even close to that that would be very very impressive Right. So we do get a new version of GDA, right? Like like all the old parts for, for PC and they kind of remodeled everything. Do you believe that this VR version is based on that new remodeled look or do you think it's the old one? It would make sense to have it remodeled just for the quality. But if we think about what Quest can and cannot do, that, I mean... I, it's up to them just to see what would work best with the with the gear. I think that they might go for the older model just if they want to create that open world that we were just talking about, the remodeled version that has the better quality textures and things might might just be too too much for the quest to carry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah. We have to see. Yeah, Skiva just said actually off. that uh, GTA you can already play it on a mobile phone. I didn't realize that. That's kind of cool. So if there right. is a, if there is a, a, you know, I suppose, yeah, I, I imagine even a mobile phone, it's amazing what you can do nowadays in terms of gaming. Obviously, a VR game needs twice the uh, power, but yeah, they could do it. And like, you know, you're right, Anthony, it's not all, as long as they are able to produce that believable experience, it doesn't matter if every texture looks perfect. It's just a case of being in a, you know, like, for instance, Cloudlands Golf, okay, a bit of a weird thing to say, but that, <laughs> the graphics in that, okay, are terrible, but it doesn't matter because when I'm in that environment, 
especially with friends, it's just the most amazing feeling. Like that new map they've got with the windmills and everything. You look up and you're just seeing all that. And it looks amazing. So, yeah, it's it, as long as they are they're, they're aware of how to maximize. I presume this will be a Quest 2 exclusive. I'm hoping yeah, it will be. So it, it, at is. Least, yeah, it is. It yeah. is. It will be. Yeah, so at least they will be able to, uh, you know. So there are chances this is going to be good. You know what Tatiana, what Tatiana was talking about in terms of like the the remasters that are coming out right now. One thing that I, I that just dawned on me is if they, I don't think they're going to use those versions because I think those versions will be will actually be too look better, right? Too intense, it, yeah, like it'll be. it'll be too hard for the quest to do that. So I think it's gonna it really wants to do the two thousand and four version because that'll work really right. good. That's why freaking Resident Evil Four is on there, and because that's the perfect era. But I was just thinking, if somehow they are able to do these these new versions, what if San Andreas? is just the first that we're getting and we're going to get vice city oh you know, come we're on gonna, that would be great yeah yeah but they're splitting them up so they can maximize profits yeah you of know? course wow that would yeah, make sense because vice city is more popular it's even older yeah, it's, it's even actually older. more uh san well, andreas just... is the one i played but vice city would make more sense maybe they really didn't want to miss uh, to risk this first time with a game as big as Vice City. So they're testing waters. See how it goes. It was such a short little snippet, wasn't it? Like, yeah. it was almost like... It was the so most important cruel. part for us gamers, though. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. There was just hardly any mention. There was, there was, you know, we are doing games, you know, we've got investment in it, by the way, and we're going to be doing GTA. Anyway, let's talk about something else. Like, what? It was just like 10 <laughs> seconds. Hey, here's five minutes about blood uh, and sorcery. And then, oh, yeah, and we also released GTA. Yeah. So how <laughs> could you on. do that? Like, everybody Blade and sorcery, by the way, guys, looked yeah. pretty freaking good. Exactly. Like, hopefully there's going to be lots to do in, in Blade and Sorcery, as in, like, more of a game that you could follow, not just, like, the sandbox mode, right? I have to find out about this one. But this is a great game. And, uh, yeah, the melee is fantastic. Anyways, um, is it everything that we got about GDA? I, I believe everyone is just happy to be in, in that world, right? I think everybody oh, is excited yeah. about it. <laughs> so this is, this is really good. Okay, then let's talk about our last topic. There would be more topics, but I, I, I think we, we simply cannot take them all. So Project Cambria, we all, really, we all were so sure we're going to get the Quest Pro, right? With all the leaks and with everything, but no. This Facebook Connect was about the shift and the being all in into the metaverse. However, they did show us and they did talk about this Quest Pro, which is not a Quest at all. In the end, it turns out that this is called Project Cambria. It is a high-end device that is going to come next year, but it is not going to be the next Quest. And it is, it is um, more positioned as a high-end device that can do VR, obviously, and that is going to be compatible with the Quest. And that's really interesting to, to, know, mm -hmm. to notice, right? It's compatible with the Quest, but it's its own line, and it has high and um, color pass-through, so you can do mixed reality. And they were showing like how this mixed reality could work. And obviously, it did remind me of the links, right? It's something like the links, something where you can see your reality through this super high quality pass-through, color pass-through. 
Right now on the Quest, you have the black-white pass-through, but with color pass-through and being able to interact with things, with virtual things in your real life, that is pretty exciting. And um, yeah, so this is going to be more expensive than the Quest line. Um, it is um, made so that the advanced technologies can trickle down to the Quest line and be available there for cheaper later. We do not know yet when the Cambria is going to hit exactly, but we do know that it is going to come out next year. And also really interesting, they're going to come out with pancake lenses. Now, these lenses are clear lenses, so there is no God rays at all. And uh, now here on the screen, you can see how the setup is like. And also when you increase or decrease the distance of the two lenses, you can make up for the diopter. You can have like a diopter um, adjustment. And I know that so well because as I told you, I'm checking out the Viflow right now. It has exactly those lenses. It has exactly those pancake lenses and you can adjust the diopter. And that is really, really amazing. So it's going to have exactly those pancake lenses, those clear lenses without any any kind of um, yeah, God rays and whatever, and they can make this small form factor. So I would like to ask Tatiana, uh, what were your thoughts when you heard about Project Cambria? Are you excited about it? And what is your take about this being compatible with Quest instead of like, okay, yeah, this is a Quest a good question actually i haven't uh, uh i've noticed that from the moment like compatible they're not saying it's just next quest or the next headset that they will have it actually might have some kind of connection but anyway so it when i was watching it yes we all probably thought that this is the headset that we saw in the leaks that were posted like maybe a couple of days um before the connect event and uh and so all the youtubers including me you know i'm guilty on the two like posting those videos saying is this the quest 2 pro or is this the quest 3 so we were all like excited and then never mind kind of uh um some some content creators took a lot of like crap for not delivering delivering on the promises which is funny we didn't really promise anything but we are all kind of wrong about this one and definitely this is not as exciting as the new quest and i think at the beginning of the show steve said that maybe this is good that there's no new generation of quest like we see with like iphones or all these smaller device technologies because we're all happy with quest pretty much as it it's is great. now and there's still and there's still so many quest exclusives that are coming out you know there is an evil there's hopefully going to be san andreas so why would they be pushing so much for these exclusive titles really trying to elevate the quest 2 for the regular consumer and then come up with this new generation that wouldn't really make sense so when i was getting you know watching this connect event i kind of had like 99 percent sure that there would be nothing released but something would get announced. And I was hoping that whatever would be announced is the next generation, something we'll see next year, better than Quest, we will you know, buy it and test it. We will still buy and test Cambria, but I don't know. I'm, I guess not, not disappointed, it's not the right word, but I wasn't as excited about Cambria as I would be about a consumer-focused headset. Right. Now, it, it did intrigue me that the specific word Zach used uh, was compatible. 
And I don't think I, I have the, the answer to that or any kind of like the suggestion of what, how it could work. But most probably, um, I don't know, maybe they're, they're probably going to be some kind of a method of communication between the devices in a way that would make it more fluid, either with the apps that are going to be releasing on Quest and those would be compatible with the with this Cambria, but specifically mm -hmm. because this headset will be uh, more focused on mixed reality, maybe yes. some of the experiences will be elevated to the, like the AR mode into the yes. real world. While Quest isn't cap capable of doing that at the moment, but it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, I'm sure that we'll we'll get it and we'll try it when it's released. But but I, I I still think that most of the viewers are just going to sit tight and wait for. For the actual quest generation that's more because it's going to be cheaper because this this device is said to be mm -hmm. like a more high price device high probably price. six seven hundred eight hundred dollars who knows yeah so that is probably not attainable for the general public anthony what are your thoughts about cambria are you excited about it or uh, yeah just tell me what do you think about it i mean i'm always excited for a new headset especially from meta <laughs> i'm always excited about a new headset because of the potential for raising the bar and like like what level are we going to get to now <clears throat> in terms of full color pass-through i've been banging that drum for a long time i think it would be awesome you, you put on a headset and you still see like your actual reality like it's really amazing. clean and crisp it's a great thing you know yeah. and it it doesn't discombobulate you you give somebody a demo and you put them in and they're like oh i'm still in my room and but now i hit this button and there's ar things going on and i can go into vr um but one thing i'm curious about on this headset is like i was watching um mike stream at one point virtual reality oasis when they were doing this uh and they were talking about cambry and all that and after it was over, like Mike was really poo-pooing the entire thing as this is not a consumer product at all. This is for enterprise. Like Cambria is 100% enterprise. Mm -hmm. And like I hadn't heard that before and I'm not sure where he's getting that information, but some people seem to have this idea that Cambria, like we're not even gonna be able to buy Cambria. Cambria no, is for no, enterprise. You can, can buy it, no, no. Uh, I don't, I mean. They why would they announce it like that, though, on a, an no. event? This is well, they didn't say device. anything very specific about it, though. They didn't say that it was a consumer. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying that what Mike and them were talking about is like legit. I'm just wondering where did they get this idea? Because they seem like it was a done deal that Cambria is an enterprise device. But anyway, I was just kind of curious about that. But there are some issues with this because we are talking about pancake optics. All right. And pancake optics allow for these slim VR headsets that are incredibly slim and sleek and they look really cool. And, you know, Apple is likely going to have pancake lenses for what they're doing as well. But pancake lenses, like one of the downsides of them is it really reduces brightness unless there's been like some kind of major advancement in pancake lenses recently but normally they really dramatically reduce brightness so you have to start off with a screen that is like overly dramatic bright because you're going to get this natural reduction it's almost like magic leap you know darkens everything so that you can see the ar better um and so now you have to have like this super bright screen which it affects battery life and it affects the thermals of like how you keep everything cool and everything. So I'm just wondering like, 
it's going to have an XR2, I'm sure. We don't have anything really beyond XR2 at this point in time as far as Qualcomm's um, lifespan, like their their uh, calendar of what they're looking forward to. So it's going to have an XR2. So that should allow it to be fully backwards compatible. The controllers are super interesting in terms of not having that ring there at all. And I'm wondering if they're just going to like fly out of my hands, you know, because it seems like if you were really in something heated, like those controllers can almost just fly right out of your hands a little bit. But yeah, I mean, I'm super excited for like a new headset from Meta. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, um, Steve, what, what are your thoughts about the device? I'm just a little bit concerned about those pancake lenses because they are for smaller fo form factor headsets. So what does that mean for field of view? Uh, I think really we can't go any lower than what we have right now with the Quest. Um, I, I'm quite happy with the Quest's sort of field of view, but it needs, you know, for this next generation, particularly it's going to be a lot more money. It's got to be 120 degrees or more, really, I think. Um, that's hmm. It's got to happen. Or even 115 degrees, but no less than what we have already. But with those pancake lenses, I can't no. see that happening. I might no, be wrong. But, yeah, but I think, I think, yeah. Uh... You might it's be just wrong. E <laughs> even with, well, I hope I am because no, I'm he's actually, not necessarily in all seriousness, wrong. I do want. I am interested in this headset. I, I am definitely. I, I would buy this. I would. I, I'm interested in this headset, and uh, I, I just need to know more information about it, really. But um, particularly if it's got a native Display Port, you know, I know I go on about it, but if it's got some sort of capability, no, to be that, able to do yeah, that, I'm not going to have a Display awesome. Port. No, no, no. Also, but this I is a high-end headset. Give it to us. Yeah, it's a high-end headset, and it doesn't yeah, take but, much. You know, but it's, to, it's not a high-end. It's not a headset that 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 you want to connect to your computer. This is uh, this makes this does mixed reality. You put it on your head, mm -hmm. then you walk around in your room or somewhere else, and you're going to see your world, and then something in your world. You will for sure not connect this to your computer. <laughs> <laughs> That you have at home, uh, that ridiculous I'll just block. I'll in the bin there. No, that's it. Yeah. Now, you might not like, I might be very popular for saying this, but to be honest, what does this mean for the links? If, as a consumer for me, I would prefer, I would probably wait for this over the links. And I know that I don't mean that because I want them to, I would root for them. But I know that Oculus have the best software. They have the best games. They have the best. Yeah, they have just all the resources, of course. How, you know, can you justify the links over something like this? Although we don't know much about it yet, but well, I think it will be good. <laughs> well, it's only it's if they good. really deliver on their promise to disconnect it from Facebook account and not substitute it by something of equally awful. That's the big thing then, there, yeah. Then which they said they're going to do. So, who knows? Yeah, and but also, also any, yeah, sorry, you, you go ahead. Oh, but, you know, it's just, it's just is anybody find it kind of odd that they are um, like this project name, Project Cam Cambria, sounds awfully familiar, like similar to Cambridge Analytica. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, there was somebody in chat. It's strange that. Yeah, this is designed specifically to mess up the Google searches. Like, right. turn your <laughs> weakness into your strength. <laughs> <laughs> but, anyways, um, Gary just said it the links might be cheaper with the $500. This might be more expensive, right? The, the device. Also, I think that because this Cambria comes out sometime next year, actually, the links has a new lease on life because right now this, this, the hardware is ready and you can support them now on Kickstarter. And well, I've looked through it. It's, they exactly do what, what they advertise they do. And well, it is from a company that values privacy, right? So I think the links, they have a chance right now. 
also they can much faster iterate on their next version. So yes, Lynx 1 is going to come out, but then they will already be working on the Lynx 2. So I wouldn't write off Lynx. It's really like the David against Goliath. I do believe they have a chance. I really do believe they have a chance. They have a good product. And um, I think a community could sprawl around this device. And I think Lynx does have a new lease on life. If they would have come out with Cambria now, as an okay, you can pre-order it right now and you're going to have it in your uh, mailbox uh, next week. Then, of course, it would have been much tougher. Can I ask, uh, Sebastian, the display in the Lynx when you tested it last uh, weekend, which I'm proper jealous I couldn't go. That was fun. Um, (laughs) Basically, like the VR, did you try the VR implementation? Yes, that's right. What was the resolution like? Because obviously it's quite low, isn't it? On paper, anyway. Yeah, but it was still okay. It was Mm. somewhere, it was not exactly as good as the Quest 2, less than the Quest 2, but better than the Quest 1. So somewhere in between the Quest 1 and 2. Absolutely a a fine, a good enough virtual reality experience, especially when you think about that you will see your real world in it, right? And then can put something into VR. Yes, so that so that the is, lenses looked amazing that you did yeah. on the channel. Looked really Thanks. nice. So it it really does look good. And again, optics are super important because these lenses are really cool and they are completely clear as well, right? So there's no Fresnel going on, there's no God rays going on. You have a clear view of the panel, and therefore you did have a good VR experience here. So yeah, looking forward to what they come up and what developers come up with it very soon because they're going to have it in their hands very soon. But of course, it's going to be tough competition. The Cambria and of course also then Apple when they come out with their device next year is probably also going to be the same as in uh, color pass-through, super high color pass-through, probably with one of those M1 Max Pro chips. That is going to be tough competition. Anyways, this is uh, yeah an exciting field, mixed reality. And in my opinion, this Cambria device will have much less of a gaming focus, right? This is probably the first device from from Facebook that is not branded Oculus, but Meta. This is going to be the the Meta, whatever it's going to be called, the new product line. And well, in my opinion, it is compatible with Quest because it will be able to play all the Quest games. So all the enthusiasts who want to have the better tracking, who want to have the more comfortable head strap, they will be able to buy it for $700 or whatever, so And that's why it's compatible. But in my opinion, it's going to have a whole new category of new experiences that tap into this metaverse idea, which are mixed reality, which cannot be done by the Quest 2. And therefore, mm. people who want it, who want to see the future, can buy this, this meta Cambria device. And people who just want games and who don't give a freaking shit about, uh, about this, this mixed reality stuff, they can go for the Quest. It all makes sense. In my opinion... They're doing but a then, smart thing. But then if you don't have the Quest and you only have Cambria, can you still play those games or do you actually need Quest? No, That's you can again play. the question. No, no, no. no, no you can, you can play all your... You can play all your, I think you can play all your all the Quest games on the Cambria, but you cannot play all the Cambria content, the mixed reality stuff, on the Quest. That's well, what I believe right Cambria, now. Cambria is also going to have the eye tracking the face, facial tracking, and possibly some kind of body tracking. I don't, I mean, I don't know. But if they have all of that, then it's like, you got to, 
you got to have all these developers that are making stuff that actually takes advantage of all that. And then you're going to have this weird situation where people are on the quest. And it's like, no, bro, I'm on Cambria. That's why you're <laughs> seeing me smile. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it could be. It could totally be like this. And mm -hmm. I can just remember, like, uh, probably you have read um, Snow Crash. And it's it's like a it's, it's like a book about VR, like one of the books. And in, in one scene, they are going to a club in VR. And some of the avatars are in black and white because they don't have the latest device. <laughs> ah. Yeah. And... <laughs> And you know what? I really believe it could be it could be like like something similar. Probably in Horizon, you're going to meet some avatars which do have like super facial expressions, like the real thing, and others have this um, this normal. They'll one have the they mouth have of Neo exactly. in, in the exactly. Matrix when they yeah. take his mouth away. <laughs> exactly, and then you know, okay, this guy is in Cambria, and the other one, he's a poor dude. <laughs> he's he's in the quest too. I think yes, it makes sense. Another way to promote Cambria. Exactly. In those worlds. Like, hey, Absolutely. I want to be like that. I want to be like this. I don't want to be in black, black and white. <laughs> all, <laughs> all the avatars of the quest will be in black and white, like in Snow Crash. Yeah, very interesting. Super, super exciting. Lots of exciting topics. We could even talk way longer. But I think at two hours and 45 minutes, it is time now to call it a day or a night and uh, let's finish up season two episode 13 of the next dimension podcast or do you have any um, last words for this episode probably any of you okay. <laughs> yeah no just you know there's there's too much there's too much to to discuss i feel like <laughs> there's there could be even more but there are still those videos from the um from the connect event online you can you can watch them like make your own decisions about what you saw i right. talking about the people who are watching this podcast right now because yeah there's there's a lot of dreaming going on and you can just go watch it and like just see how you feel about all of this because there's a lot exactly. of mixed feelings exactly check it out yourself wow what a beast of a show and so great to have anthony back anthony is back hopefully you're going to be back also in the future and yeah you're obviously very welcome here perfect and of course all the others too Tatiana and uh, Steve uh, super nice that you're here and there was a fantastic show we had constantly over 300 people watching and that is really good that is really good for for a VR podcast so thank you thanks to all of you who are watching live right now if you enjoyed the show why don't you destroy the thumbs up because I really believe this was a fantastic show. And also, don't forget to write a comment about this. We always read the comments after the show. And obviously, it's so nice to find out what you think about the show. So if you have that um, minute or less, write a comment to us. Do also give us a five-star review on your iDevice. Go to the podcast app, find the Next Dimension podcast. That would really, really help us. And other than that... We wish you all the best and we're looking forward to see and hear you in the next episode. Until then, bye-bye. See you. Bye-bye. <laughs>